Get ready for non-stop action. Get ready for non-stop excitement. They're doing the job possibly nobody wants. Watching every canon film and analyzing them. To death. Frank Garcia Hale. Jeff Garlock in The Canon Canon. Only a ninja can kill a ninja. Welcome to The Canon Canon. My name is Jeff Garlock. And I'm Frank Garcia, Revenge of the Ninja Hail. Oh, and no Franco Nero here in Frank's name, because that is right. This is, of course, the Canon Canon, the podcast where we cover all of Canon films, their amazing, amazing output. And today is no exception. I mean, today is actually up there, number one. It's like top 10, at least, if not the number one, at the very least, when we get to our rating, the most canon of the canons. Oh, yeah. It's I a mean, fresh garlic bulb of a <laughs> canon film. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. As we all know, Frank has been getting uh, into uh, all natural health. Uh, That's right. Lately. I had He's- a sinus infection, so I just ate a bunch of bul- bulbs of garlic. <sighs> I got to tell you, Frank, we've talked, I think it came up on the podcast before. I remember early, early in that pandemic when people were starting to say, just (laughs) eat an entire clove of garlic. And I was like, this is not going to work out for any of us. And you know what? It didn't. Uh, That's the fun part. Uh, We just found dumber and dumber things to ingest into our body. But today, uh, we are ingesting nothing but canon beauty in our bodies because we are doing, drumroll everyone. The 1983 Kasugi classic, Revenge of the Ninja. It is the second part of the Ninja trilogy. That should not be a trilogy. <laughs> it is not a trilogy at all. <laughs> Besides the fact that Sho is in it, even though he's playing a different character, and now he's a uh, leading man, and he's not the bad guy. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, this is uh, Revenge of the Ninja, which I also keep recalling Return of the Ninja in my head. Um, <laughs> and today, to watch this movie, we have... Oh my god, Frank, we have a real-life ninja. Yes. <laughs> watch this with us. It is very exciting. We have a wonderful guest today. You would know him from Late in Night with Brian Wecht. You would know him from Ninja Sex Party. You would know him from Go Banana Go. You would know him from theoretical physics papers. I mean, I just I mean, I'm gonna just cover the whole blanket. You probably know it from a whole bunch of places, but Brian Wecht, how are you doing? Hey today? guys, I'm good. How are you? Oh my goodness. Welcome to the Kitty Kid. It's oh, I'm so very excited. excited to be here. Uh uh, and just also uh Frank, we could cut this if we uh, need to, but uh, we're working on some interesting technical things. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're doing a crazy recording style. Uh, I bet you you're not even going to notice it because we do such a beautiful job of sweetening these babies. But <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. This is all because I didn't bring a headphone splitter for the laptop <laughs> we were going to use the Zoom for. Uh, but yeah, we were, you know, we're, we're recording in person at Cannon Bros HQ and, uh, we're doing you know, it the way that we like to do it in person where me and Frank don't look at each other, except we only look at each other over the computer because we're in right. separate rooms. And the you're same like house. six feet apart from each other, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Right. 
uh, my back is to his back, <laughs> but nice. in a different room. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, so uh, we're working it out. We're working it out. But Brian, thank you for being here. We are we are so excited oh, to talk about no. this movie with you, guys. I mean, what an opportunity you've presented to me to uh, watch this thing. Uh, I don't know how else to describe it and discuss it because I have pages and pages of uh, notes that I took while watching it. It was it's been a long time. I mean, probably going on 30 years since I've watched a Canon Films movie. Uh, So this was this was exciting. I'm very happy to do it. Well, that's fantastic. And that also just leads into kind of how we like start with our guests most of the time. So it's been a while since you've dived into the Canon world. But like, what is your history with Canon? Uh, and renting videos or how you watch videos growing up, especially. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I'm trying to remember, uh, I definitely was not aware. So how can I say this? I was aware of Canon as a production company. I remember seeing it. I think I was too young at the time to know what a Canon film was, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it, it was just one of those things that showed up occasionally that I was confused about on the screen. I was like, you know, before you even know what a production company is, uh, so I definitely saw my share of them on what, you know, HBO or something, uh, growing up, uh, cause what are, what are the classic, uh, canons? There's the, a bunch of Chuck Norris stuff like Invasion USA. Is that canon? Invasion USA, okay, right. the missing in action trilogy, yes. but then you've also got your blood sports, uh, cyborg, but then you've also got over yeah. the top. Uh, right. Cobra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then John Cassavetes. <laughs> <laughs> uh I was so I I uh growing up uh I I was a I was a uh let's just say a tender young child and I was scared by basically everything. <laughs> and so all of these like th- this is I was thinking about this when I was watching the movie. Uh the very graphic violence in this film which now is just nothing but pure comedy would have yeah. <laughs> terrified me as a child in the eighties. I mean, I would have been like, Oh my God, he actually blow darted that guy, you know, like, <laughs> uh, and the, the shirk in the eye, these would have been too much for me. So I, uh, I, I was out, you know, I would see glimpses of it, uh, uh, you know, on screen, but then get too scared and change the channel pretty much immediately. And I certainly never saw any of these in the theater unless I'm, mistaken i think it would have been too young at the time i mean the ones you maybe would have seen in the theater uh masters of the universe is a go-to for a lot of our guests of maybe seeing it in the theater yeah no that was vhs for me for sure and then then i was obsessed with masters of the universe like the you know the figures and everything like that that was a you know uh moss man moss man was a big a big one for me personally uh (laughs) moss man baby smells like Uh, real moss Yes, you uh, really uh, did. That mildew. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I told this on your podcast, Brian, but like Mossman was one that we lost in the woods. Oh, I think uh, you mentioned yes, that. Yes, I uh, did. Yeah. It, was that on ours or was that one of the recent ones of yours? It's I can't hard remember to weave that. through yeah. the six to eight hours of conversation <laughs> we have had in the past yeah. couple weeks. Uh, but yeah, that smell sticks for a long time. Uh, uh, Master, the, that's uh, it's Dolph Lundgren and is it Frank Langella? Skeletor, is that right? Skeletor. Yeah. Okay. So yes. I believe that was my first Frank Langella. Courtney Cox plays right an Earth person that has I, nothing to do with the movie, like I was the just, actual lineage. Uh, talking with with Layton, my podcast partner, about uh, Courtney Cox in The Misfits of Science. If you remember oh, yeah. that, mm. yeah, which was a very—I mean, it's not canon, but that was a very pivotal thing for me for that you know for whatever twelve episodes it was on in nineteen eighty six. Yeah. 
and you thought, hmm, theoretical physics. That's that's, 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 that's like for me. Thanks, Can I shrink like science. that guy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you might have also seen Breakin' or Breakin' 2 in the theaters, possibly. Uh, not in the I theaters, saw, but definitely at home. Yeah. I saw Breakin' 2 in the theaters. It yeah. was pretty epic. Um, but yeah, because that's the weird part about Cannes. One of the reasons we do this podcast is there are just so many movies that they did because they would yeah. pump out 40 movies a year at a certain point. Right. Um, uh, it, do, just now, because it's like a recent question I've been thinking about a lot. Do you remember, did you have like the local uh, TV station uh, that would play like the Sunday movie? Oh, yeah. Saturday movie. Yeah. So we in North Jersey, where I grew up, we had, uh, I guess it would be channel 9 WOR WOR yep. and channel 11 WPIX WPIX there it yes. is we uh, talk about WPIX a fair about it <laughs> yep so they always had you know stuff like that uh going on the B movies and yeah and everything October when yep October hell yeah comes. hell yeah <laughs> I forget was that a, was that the Uncle Floyd channel or was that a different oh I can't one? remember right yeah uh, but that is the beauty. It's just like we all had them. We all had the specific, like we just had a fan say that his was KXLU from out here. Uh-huh. And he yep. found some real good promos that were like best of Chuck Norris, but with the music from Terminator. Oh, <laughs> wow. Band. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was rules. like Brad Fidel, the chase scenes music, too. It wasn't <laughs> even like the main theme. They picked chase music. Yeah. Um, it was fantastic. Because you're, uh, you're, you're Connecticut. Is that right, Jeff? Yes. Where? Yes. And Frank, yeah. what about you? Where, where are you from? It was Texas. Texas, got it. So he had a whole nother bag of where he could watch these things. Yeah. (laughs) Well, also, you know, growing up as a kid, you don't know, you know, everything around New York is kind of New York-y, but I was never quite clear what suburbs of New York got what. So was Channel 11, I mean, was that even Channel 11 for you or was that something? Yeah, we got WPIX 11. Yeah, all those came exactly the same, but we also had Fox 61. Which was the, the yeah, early we, Fox network, and I they would sometimes play stuff. That. But it was yeah. mostly WPAX. Like I, if I go down a rabbit hole, I'll sometimes just watch old bumpers uh-huh. from WPIX, and yeah, hopefully yeah, yeah. they'll have an intro to like, you know, Clint Eastwood in Thunderbolts or something, <laughs> like whatever it is. More often yeah. than not, it's a movie I've never heard of, and no right. one remembers ever existed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did y'all have Fox go from like a UHF to the main? Like numbers, like uh, Fox started as in Texas for us, it started as uh, Channel 33 in the Dallas area. And then when they became like a bigger network, it changed to four. I I don't remember that. I I only remember my experience with like UHF was I had no idea what was happening. Uh, And it was like a bunch of stations that I would tune in and if occasionally they would come in or not on the antenna, you know, Uh, so I I feel like UHF was really the Wild West where nothing reliable ever showed up, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say no, Frank, but now you're right, because I do think it was Fox 61, but then it shifted. So is it 61 for a Mm. long time, but then it shifted to five. Yeah, yeah, five. Um, That's five. Yeah, because I think we were three, seven, and ten for the main networks. I could be wrong. Uh, for us, NBC was four. ABC, sorry, CBS was two. ABC was seven, and Fox was five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Crazy. Yeah, shifts. us. It was. Uh, it was NBC five, ABC eight, and CBS eleven. Mm. Wow, eleven. <laughs> wow. I know that was a weird one. Yeah. I mean, speaking of UHF, Frank, have we ever really talked about the movie UHF? Oh, we my must God. Have. Oh, I will, many times. We've <laughs> yes, always talked right. about it. Yeah, we'll <laughs> talk about, about it many times. <laughs> I grew up, I had 
like the po- the big movie poster oh, for UHF on my wall for yeah. I mean 10 years or something. Uh, oh, I yeah. saw that in the theater possibly yes. four times. Uh yeah. you know Weird Al was and continues to be one of my heroes. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't. Even, I honestly didn't even think about it, but it, like it makes sense in your trajectory. I mean, it makes sense for all comedians, but yep. like especially for your trajectory, I was like, of course, UHF would have been that important. I mean, it was a life oh, yeah. changer for me. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was big. One of the that was like I would say. Here's a new addendum to definitely a UHF conversation we've had, but connecting to a conversation we always have. I think UHF was the first VHS. And I could be completely mm-hmm, revisionist mm-hmm. historying this, that I was like trying to convince my mom that 99 bucks made sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't think it was a price right. for rental when it came out on VHS first. <laughs> right. And I remember it would have been a price to own. <laughs> for, for my price, to, I was obsessed with James Bond as a kid. And the David Niven Casino Royale, you know, the first <laughs> James Bond film produced, you couldn't rent it anywhere and you could only get it for 100 bucks. Yeah. And I remember trying to be like, Guys, we have to get the, it's like the it's like Orson Welles, Peter Sellers, David Nitt, like everyone you want, and that was a no go for a I, you know until it was rentable and yeah. I was thinking last night when like my kid was watching Paw Patrol or some other fucking uh, crypto fascist kid <laughs> show that uh, is jingoistic and makes me question yeah. all of uh, my beliefs. Um, he was confused by the commercials because he doesn't even watch that much. And they were, it was spectrum streaming, but like, I was like, Oh, the, and I start doing the classic thing of like, the thing you got to understand is commercials always existed. But I just now I'm realizing like at some point he will not ask, but I will be explaining to him. Well, at one point VHS was priced to (laughs) rent, not priced to own because they didn't think that people would pay that amount and then they want to keep a stronghold and I'm going to explain home taping is killing the music industry. Like, and he's like, I don't even know what these mediums are anymore that you're telling me about. My yeah. old man's stories are going to be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, if you guys ever want to talk about UHF, I am very, very on board yeah. because it, it remains. I rewatched it pretty recently. It's still funny. It yeah. like, oh, yeah, it doesn't 100 percent hold up, but like 90 percent. Oh, yeah. Still what great movie. Yeah, really. Yeah, does what comedy especially like, yeah. holds up 100 yeah. percent. And like it's one that like when I would teach sketch, I would have to be like. Like we have to do with every canon movie. It'd be like it's got 90s problematic. Right. But it's amazing that you're still be like, it's a well-structured sketch. Yeah. Like Gandhi yeah. 2 totally. is a well-structured sketch. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, I remember when uh, when Seinfeld came out and they cast Michael Richards, I was like, oh, yeah, it's Stanley Spadowski. Of course. Yes. Like, you know, yeah. you got Stanley yes. Spadowski. And, and everyone, of course, was like, who, what, what do you know this guy from? Yeah. How? No, no, I said I knew him from Fridays. I was, of course, you were very cool. You had the jacket too, the the slick jacket, the bomber jacket. I had this nice Friday satin jacket. Hold on, I'm getting chilly in here. Let me put it on. Um, Um, Oh, by the way, I do have a UHF connection in this movie. Oh wow! Oh, yep. Is it coming? Yeah. Do you you bring it it up naturally? I I want to know. Yeah. I want to know if it pops in my head while we're watching it because. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's it's an ADR moment. One of my favorites. Oh, it's an ADR. Okay, great. Now Mm -hmm. I'm even more Uh excited if it's an ADR connection. I didn't know there was any any ADR in this movie. Was there? Was there any? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It Um, had wild sound like an Italian movie in the 70s. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, By the way, my price to own video was Man's Best Friend. Oh my oh, god! Because my 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 friends and I rented it, and we we're like, "What if we don't return it?" And then um, 
my buddy went to the video store and asked how much it would be if something happened to it. And he said $99. And he was like, wait, wait, just to clear up for myself, man's best friend with Howie Bedell. No, okay. no, no, oh, no. That's what I thought the, too. The, that's the, like Cujo. Yeah. No, no, no. The Cujo ripoff. The or the yes. bionic oh, okay. dog the one. The bionic with, um, dog. Now I remember. Yeah. Because okay, so Brian, oh, what is the name walk, of the walk one? like a man? Walk, walk like, like a, a man. man. That's what it was. <laughs> yes, walk like a man. Do you remember because, that movie, Fred? Uh, yes. Well, yeah. Well, the sorry, title makes me think of Heart and Soul, but yeah, I, yeah. Walk <laughs> like a man because it was one of those. I remember it was the you know the classic like let's just take a song title. And yep. base a movie around it because we can yep. probably get the rights to it. You know, that My boyfriend's back. <laughs> Soul Man. Can't yeah, buy me oh love. God, Soul Man. Can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight, hey, uh, uh, yeah. BTO says that their song titles are cheap today. <laughs> can we do taking care of business? Yeah. Get Jim on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> that No, that I saw in the theater. I definitely. I, I mean, yeah. that's up there with. We came uh, came up on your podcast, but with like Let It Ride and like Moon Over Parador, where yes. I somehow watched Taking Care of Business like 20 times. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I meant to say on my podcast, I did a Moon Over Parador also in the theater. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. again, my dad just kept being like, good movie. For some reason, I think I saw every Richard Dreyfus film in the theater up to uh, Krippendorf's Tribe. And then, Whoa. like, and then after that, I mean, I don't even know what he did after that. But you not saw a lot. that coming out. You're like, I don't want to be canceled in the yeah. future by telling <laughs> yeah, someone yeah. I paid to see Krippendorf's tribe. <laughs> it's flummoxing. Like, I mean, just like, the, like, I've never seen it. It's just like, even just looking at the poster recently, because I've noticed the function that you can just type in an actor's name into Roku, and it will give you the, all of their filmography. And I was like, oh, these are Richard Dreyfus movies I've never even heard of. But like. They're even at our worst at humanity. There's no way they could have even looked at the the, the poster, let alone the script for Krippendorf and been like, I think this is going to work. Let me look at the poster for this. Same producer probably from like Joanna Man. Like, oh, God. Just like yeah. this is questionable. Uh, yeah, the poster is a wild ride of Photoshop. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, thank you. Oh, my God. Uh, people will put up a poster of Krippendorf's Tribe somewhere <laughs> um, and will say that it was Brian's favorite movie uh, <laughs> and ruin his entire wow. life. Wow. <laughs> yeah. This is insane. I did not remember Jenna Elfman was in this. Yeah, I was shocked, right. too, because they've, like, Photoshopped it enough that her face doesn't look like her face, kind of. <laughs> this is... <laughs> so it could be... I thought it was the woman from Modern Family. I was like, Julie Delphi or whatever her name is? Bowen. <laughs> Julie Bowen. Julie, Julie Bowen, Bowen yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, well, wow. now that we've got our okay, requisite Krippendorf tribe reference, <laughs> <laughs> as we are wont to do, um, yeah, just before we start to get into some facts about Revenge of the Ninja, so uh, as a, a fellow ninja, yes. uh, have you? did you see Revenge of the Ninja back in the day? Like, is this one that... No. Th- these, I know you said that the, the gore, it was like, whoa, yeah, easy, but... It was this and the American Ninja films, yep. uh, which I actually, when you recommended this, or when you, when you said we were going to do this one today, at first I thought that's what it was. I thought it was sure. one of the American Ninja ones. Um, I They all see... I remember specifically uh, being scared. I think it was... There's one American Ninja where he cuts through the roof of a car, I believe, and I remember someone saying it's really gross, and I got scared of it, 
And then I never saw, so I never saw any of these. This is how my brain worked as a child. I would hear, you know, a friend of a friend saw the movie and someone gets their head cut off. And I'd be like, uh, uh, uh. I was so scared, so scared of movie violence. I remember this very clearly. Before I went to see The Great Muppet Caper, I read the novelization and the scene where the lights go out and they steal the baseball diamond. I excused myself from the theater, waited outside in the lobby for 10 minutes because I was scared of the lights going off and then walked back in. So I missed, you know, whatever, 10 percent of the great Muppet caper because yeah. I was too risk averse. Uh, so no, uh, to answer your question, Jeff, I did not see this okay. or any of the other ninja movies uh, growing up. I think growing up three ninjas was about as much as I could handle sure. on, on the violence scale. Understandable. And there is a lot of violence in the canons. I'm also just now remembering that I like constantly as a dad watching movies and be like, can I watch this with my kid? When can Always, I watch yeah. it? Yep. Which is the Muppet movie that uh, animal gets really big? Uh, at oh, the end, oh. is it the first one or like either? I think way. it's the. F- I, think I think it's a oh, Muppet man. movie. I think so, right? Yeah, I think it might be. That's the one that is like my yeah, version it has of you to be. talking about the Great Muppet yeah. Caper. Like because he I, rips the the yeah. the roof yes. off of the, the studio, right? Yes, yes. right, 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 yeah. right, right. Because that was like something that like it's like up there with uh, first seeing Michael Myers. First watching Cobra and thinking that the serial killers are gonna come kill me. Like the, it yep. like scarred me for somehow. Like and and also like all these things, Animal is my favorite character, much yes. like Michael Myers is my favorite thing in the entire world. Um, and so the things that scarred me as a child have made me into all the things I like now. But oh yeah. I my kid is terrified of most things. So I'm just like now, like, mm-hmm. thanks for the reminder to never show that movie to him because <laughs> he'll never get out of my bed. Yeah. Um, so we should then get into this amazing movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Frank, do we have some Revenge of the Ninja facts? We sure do. Revenge of the Ninja, a.k.a. Ultimate Violence Ninja 2. That's the title in France a.k.a. Way of the Ninja in the Philippines, and Ninja 2 in Romania. And this was one that was released under MGM uh, in association with Canon, uh, one of the handful of movies that they released with MGM. It was directed by Sam Furstenberg, our boy. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Written by James R. Silk. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but he wrote <laughs> The Barbarians. Yes, Q-U-E, uh, right? It's yeah. like S I L K E K K E, right? Yeah, so Salk Silky. Uh, <laughs> but he wrote The Barbarians, King Solomon's Minds, American Warrior, Ninja Three, and Sahara. Oh, wow. So he's a he's a canon regular. He's also um, done all of the ones that you're always like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it was filmed in Salt Lake City, Utah. We'll talk about the budgetary reasons oh, yeah. later, but uh, the budget was. So awesome. (laughs) With a worldwide gross of, get ready for this, 13 million. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Did fucking great. Wow, this crushed. It did great. So keep that in mind, because I'm going to tell you the top 10 movies of 1983, as according to Box Office Mojo. Number one, we got Star Wars, Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. We got Tootsie, Flashdance, Trading Places, War Games, Octopussy, mm. Staying Alive, Risky Business, Mr. Mom, National Lampoon's Vacation. So where do you think this came in on the charts out of about like 230? Let's just say that. I'm going to say like 30, 30-ish, 40-ish. Okay. And Jeff? I was going to say 56. 
Based on prices right rules, Jeff, you win. Oh. So we got it at 65. Oh, got it. Yeah. And guess which Carpenter movie it beat that year by one slot? The Fog? The, no. wasn't the, th- the Thing was 82. It's right? got a great soundtrack. Escape from New York? No. No. Wait, 83. Uh. You just mentioned it uh, with Murray, I think, uh, in the last episode. Now, which carpenter was? You're killing me with this, Frank. I, now I feel like I'm, I'm like giving away my carpenter fan number one card. So just go through. Is it uh, Halloween three? No, no. And that wasn't Carpenter anyway. Nope. Tommy no. Lee. Jones. Now I'm like, now I'm in my head Tommy being Lee like, Howard. oh shit, what if it's not Carpenter? But I'm pretty sure it's Carpenter. <laughs> you got to tell us that. I don't, you don't even know. Christine. Oh, oh baby. Okay. Another big TV one for me. I've said it before. Oh, yeah. That's the one I saw and uh, I would watch on Sunday night movie that I saw for Jeff, the first time. Oh, I love when you talked tingles. about that with uh, with uh, Murray about like how like, yeah, most of these movies you first see edited for TV. Right. Yeah. And it's not until later where you're like, oh, yeah, you watch it on VHS. But like a lot of those movies you, you were exposed to because of like UHF or like you said, like the ABC movie of sunday movie or whatever you know it's like crazy that those. abc's like sunday night premiere movie was yeah. christine like <laughs> i mean wild and like how yeah. much of moochie getting fucking smushed in the alley oh my like, did they yeah. show um crazy yeah but uh canon released a handful of movies this year not as bad as like 85 86 I mean, where they have like they're 40 just ramping movies. up i mean this is they're our first firstenberg so it's like we're not even there yet um <laughs> So the movies released are Private Maneuvers, The Seven Magnificent Gladiators, Treasure of the Four Crowns, One More Chance, Ten to Midnight, Nana, House of the Long Shadows, Hercules, Young Warriors, Revenge of the Ninja, which is this movie, duh, uh, (laughs) Wicked Lady. Uh, But we've covered most of those. I was going to say, we've done at least half of them, but also uh, Pure Canon Canon and also Pure Canon, if we haven't covered it, me and Frank have never heard of it. I've never heard of it any of those like that, literally none except for this one it's one of the uh daunting feats that we've realized when we started this podcast and we're like we're gonna cover all of canon films of course what we were thinking about were these fun ones and then yeah. and we always knew oh they did a lot of <laughs> movies and then you start to get in and legitimately when there's a period they are producing 40 movies oh in a God. year how did they do yeah. it uh, it is, <laughs> they just did it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they really did. They did. They did it by not doing it well. Sometimes well, by like so, hemorrhaging money. <laughs> something I was thinking watching this one uh, is knowing that this was shot on film. I'm kind of like, yeah, it's still impressive. Like, it's, yeah. it's it sucks, but they put together a fairly coherent thing with some really cool stuff. On yeah. film, which was edited by editing film. And it's like, oh, my God, they, they fucking did it. It's what's the beauty and one of the reasons we love them. is like, it's just like, even, Frank, I don't know if you were able to refresh in the Canon Film Guide, but I, I read the interview with Furstenberg. Oh, I forgot um, to. Shit. And yeah. it's a great interview just because, like, Sam Furstenberg is so funny. And he also yeah. is like, he gets it. So he was just like, there's a, there's a part that I was like, oh, I forgot he said this. Like, even he said about golan and globus he was just like they were foreign distributor like that's what they did they sold Mm, movies to foreign district they weren't filmmakers even to some extent like he's saying but they still would put their fucking input so it's just like and the beauty is like first and berg 
it's his first movie for them. Uh, this and, is Revenge yeah, of the Ninja. Okay, uh, and and this is his first movie directing for Canon, and uh, he he gets it like his the way he talks about it. He's like. It's it's I'm doing like an action movie with ninja stuff on it, but like I also know like let's be wild, yeah. Like because they talk about all the costumes in all of his movies, and you forget about that sometimes. Where you're like, when we've gone through so many, where it's like, what are they thinking with these costumes? What is going on with these choices? <laughs> and then you're like, oh, it's all Furstenberg, and like then Furstenberg is just like, it's I'm not the I'm not an auteur. Like, I'm making movies, and we all work together, and the costume designer's awesome, which is one of the billion reasons I appreciate Furstenberg, is he is not cocky. Like, he is just straight up, like, movies are made by a billion people. He's like, why wouldn't I trust this person? That's what their job is. Like, they're like, here's this wild costume that the four gang members could make. (laughs) And he's just like, sure, that seems like a fun, weird idea. That that 100% in watching this, it seemed like the overall, uh, like, the overall ethos was like, ah, it'd be cool. Let's try it. Why not? That seems like it'd be awesome. Let's do it. Which I think is Furstenberg's, and that's why it's the first time that I'm realizing that's why we love Furstenberg so much is because that is his motto. It's like, why not try it? Like, uh. The the auteurs of fucking canon or film in general leave us with fucking pirates with Polanski's pirates, the Ugh. worst movie we've ever seen I've in never, our entire I've never lives. Heard of that? Yeah. What, uh, I stay away. Yes, okay. I, it's it's legitimately. <laughs> yeah, it's legitimately as if we didn't one. have enough reasons to stay away from a Polanski film. <laughs> if if you saw the poster, you might actually recognize it because it was like a a VHS box I would see as a kid all the oh. time. I wonder if it's oh, yeah. one of the many that scared me. Uh, it's a pirate's comedy starring Walter Matthau. Um, oh, wow. And yeah, it truly is like maybe the worst movie. Oh, yeah. I've okay. Ever. Yes. Yeah. I recognize yeah. this box. Yeah. Yep. There it is. Yep. Um, it's painful. Uh, yeah. And it's and, and it's it screams that Polanski is a sociopath. Um, <laughs> but Furstenberg <laughs> just screams that he's saying, let's have fun. But yeah, it yeah. really is like, yeah. that's the thing. I was just like, like I was like, Avenging Force is wild, but also fun because Furstenberg's like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, and and it's also like I forgot that I remember reading this. He had like a quote that I'm gonna paraphrase, but it's basically like Menachem Golan, the uh, head of uh, Canon, Golan Globus. Mm-hmm. He basically gave Furstenberg, and he goes, "I want you to make this movie. It's gonna be seven hundred thousand dollars. The script is bad." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just says it just straight yes. out and he's just like make it good and Furstenberg did but then even that like and we'll get into it I'm sure you saw Frank but like Menachem got in there saw the cut and was just like this doesn't make he's sense gonna, yeah he's like this is total garbage I'm gonna add all that beginning part which was like yeah. okay oh that was added Every, on that's oh. not even in the yeah. beginning so that the also makes yeah. sense for why it both is awesome and kind of makes no sense. Well, because like, I was going to ask when I watched that, I was like, are these and now I've never seen the other two in this trilogy. I was like, are the ninjas that. Atta- yeah, right. <laughs> no, so yeah. part of me and I didn't check this, which I could have. I was like, are these attacking ninjas? Is this something from the first movie where no. these guys are like, I should know who they are? There's literally nothing connecting any of those three movies. Okay, great. Yes. So when also name. besides and besides Shokasugi. Shokasugi yeah, was right. the bad guy in the mm-hmm. first one. 
Um, and then they were like, let's try him out as a bit as the good guy in this one. Yeah. I mean, because he's awesome because show is is awesome. The greatest. And you know, who's even more awesome is his kid. Uh, Yes. That kid rules. He's the best part of the movie by a long (laughs) shot. I love that kid. He is awesome. Um, (laughs) <laughs> Very good interview that Austin, our good friend Austin Schoenick from the Canon Film Guide, did with uh, Kane as well uh, oh, in nice. the chapter on Enter, to, Enter the Ninja. Um, it's just interesting to hear his take on being a kid growing up with show and going like being in these movies. But he's like, I never really even realized I was in a movie. I just kind of wanted <laughs> to hang out with my dad. And it was kind of a bummer, actually. He'd been he trained me in these arts since I was one and a half. I could, I mean, (laughs) if anything is clear, it's that this kid knows what he's doing with some of the martial arts stuff. Like it's legit. I mean, I don't know anything about martial arts, but like he looks good doing it. He's doing moves and he's like successfully executing stuff. I was, he was being taught by show since he was one and a half. And then he ended up becoming like, he's in power Rangers, the like early, like Japanese series. He's in, uh, the, uh, Japanese version of American Ninja Warrior of what it kind of translate into, mm-hmm. and he's in a pile of movies on his own. Um, awesome. He's got an interesting career of his own of going to Japan, learning Japan Japanese, like uh, mm. wanting to be in Hollywood movies. He's uh, even in a movie called Ninja Two. Yeah, <laughs> um, and, and as a kid, he's he's adorable. He's a cute he little is. kid, and he like. Is. Like I just love his look. He's he's a he's a great looking movie kid, and he crushes the martial arts stuff. He's got that exact look you're looking for in like a kick ass movie kid in nineteen late seventies early hundred percent, hundred percent, yep, yep. <laughs> you're just like, how do I want to rip off his style? Um, yeah, I know. I was exactly thinking that. I was like, I got some of that Dodgers gear. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so just to you know, uh, this as we are want to do about a half hour in to give our log line of basically what is Revenge <laughs> of the Ninja. So yeah, this is the second movie in the Ninja trilogy, with of course Enter the Ninja, starring Franco Nero as the first one, uh, as the white Italian ninja, uh, and Revenge of the Ninja, and then Ninja Three: The Domination, aka Quentin Tarantino's top five movie of all time, or whatever it is. Uh, but what is this movie about? Hey, man, only a ninja can kill a ninja. It's kind of what it is. I mean, it's it's basically like Sho is a ninja and his whole family is killed. So he goes to America to open up an oriental arts company to sell his dolls that actually ends up being a front for heroin. Well, and the decision to move to America, he seemed like at first he's like, no. And he's like, yeah, why not? I guess we'll just (laughs) go. I mean, it's very fast. That turnaround is very fast. They also don't explain why ninjas are attacking his family. Well, that's Mm -hmm. the fun part. But if they add like thinking about the fact that that was added on, yeah, he's like, and this will was, clear everything up. That was added on by Menachem <laughs> going, like, they we're going to clear this shit up. Like, no, I don't need a quick little voiceover. It's going to totally make sense. And yeah. then, because it, that's the other, the weird part of it being a trilogy, and you know that show is in the other movie, immediately I was just like, am I forgetting what happened in yes. Enter the Ninja? <laughs> right. No. Is this revenge for something that he did to Franco Nero? It's like, no, they just didn't explain it exactly. Um, and we'll get into it. I'm realizing as and he I'm also sp- dies in the first one. Oh, does he really? So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because he he's a completely different in character. That, that tub, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about it. So, oh wait, no, but isn't that American Ninja? He dies in the tub? 
No, no, no. Was... It is. It is Enter the Ninja. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I mean, here's the other part, Brian. As you said, you got confused and thought maybe we're even watching American Ninja movie. So like. There's a lot of ninja movies that Cannon well, put out. Uh, yeah, and yeah. they also... They popularized it. Well, that's yeah, the that's, thing. Like, yeah, they popularized and kind of created a lot of the stuff we know about ninjas. That's what I was going to ask. So it, it was watching this movie. So, of course, you know, as you said, like, I have this dumb ninja character that I've been playing for 13 years, <laughs> which is barely even a character. I mean, you know, it's a costume I put on for my band. Um but I'm and, glad you're here because maybe you'll be the one to actually answer what that costume is called <laughs> because we never oh know God. the name of what it is. Uh, no, I certainly don't. Um, okay, great. <laughs> but uh, but my, my ninja costume is what I refer to it as. But I, I, watching this movie and knowing that it was from 1983, I asked myself several times, I was like, oh, is my conception of a ninja due in part to what I'm seeing here and you know whatever blew out from from this because i would imagine and tell me if this is right it was right around this time that the idea of a ninja even started to become something that was you know people were aware of at least in you know in the u.s so i I, watching a lot of it first of all i got some real uh real ultimate power vibes from uh from this there's a lot of like you can tell that this is like where real ultimate power gets its uh uh its ninja uh vibe or ninja information i should say from um and that's and i'm a couple steps removed from that as well so i was curious about that well so yeah like i mean according to a little bit it's it i we, me and Frank have talked about this. Like, is it uh, the mythos they created? But like, according to a lot of sources, like, no, ninjas came from them. Like, it basically it was just like mostly Menachem. I think, as far as I could tell, it was just like he wow. like heard the word ninja. Yeah, and it was just like that's a cool thing, and like kind of popularized popularized a lot of it and kind of created the mythos as they went along. Yeah. So that's why like there are things where it's like. The nunchucks weren't really a weapon that would have been used for these right. purposes, but they were just like, but it looks cool in this scene with Franco Nero on the front lawn, like yes. doing nunchucks. So like, so obviously the art exists as well, but like even in this movie, like Furstenberg says, like he actually differentiates in an article that Austin did between Breakin and this where he's like the choreographer didn't really teach me about dance because like anyone could dance they could dance bad or good but like Mm -hmm. he i just let him do his job he's like in this shokasugi taught me what ninja was like Mm -hmm. he taught me the art of it he taught me the history of it we went to a bunch of karate like uh dojos etc and he basically like was like read this book read this book wow and show design most of the weapons personally oh, that's cool wow in this yeah so like he basically was just like this is a thing we could use <laughs> like use this use this and Menachem is uh just like how you've probably heard in this already like he's just like great whatever like <laughs> that's cool it. yeah but, and so yeah it huh. is almost a weird element of uh is it it's a real chicken or the egg sort of thing like how much <laughs> is real but how it, it seems like according to some sources most of our mythology of ninja really stems from these early ninja movies. Wow. 
off of, you know, however they were used in, you know, coming up in various Kung Fu movies and Wire Fu movies and the Shaw Brothers yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like most of what we know and most of what your character maybe even took, like it was from Menachem just being like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, looks cool. Let's do it. My, my main question about the weapons. So they, I mean, a lot of those weapons were what I would call standard ninja gear. At this point, due to the movie, my main question about the weapons was the thick about the thickness of the arrows. Like those arrows looked like they were two centimeters in diameter. Is that I don't recall that, you know, going. I don't I don't recall that appearing in other sources. Yes, I Uh, would like to know the answer to that as well. Uh, Personally, I mean, those arrows have the power also of being like. Uh, the bow and arrow that Schwarzenegger makes in Predator. Right. Where yes. it's like, oh, you can go through a tree with that tree well, trunk and, of an arrow. And you can you can screw into concrete. Yes. Or whatever yeah. the whatever the side of that building is made out of. He shoots the air at the building and then you see the screw action, which was, I was like, wow, that that's a trick. That's very impressive. Well, because it's also that this movie brings in uh ninja magic <laughs> well okay as so a the, thing so some of these are like you could be like wait how does this work and they could just be like yeah. ninja magic 100 so this is something I, I wanted i don't know if this is the time to talk about it but i felt like just when i understood the rules of being a ninja there was some other thing added where i was like they can do that what mind control shoot fire from your hands really this was this was available to you the whole time and i'm just finding out about it now which i think is the beauty of Furstenberg and yeah. it's the beauty of his philosophy of just like if it's cool like because yeah. yeah like th- it, it in any other movie you would just be like that is just lazy screenwriting it's just convenient right. that yes, magic 100%. shows up but like because it's canon you're just like of course yeah, of yeah. Course. like but and then there are times still even when I was just like I mean granted I'm saying ninja magic confidently because uh me and Frank have made jokes about Ninja Magic when American Ninja <laughs> series, like nonstop. Yep. But also, that's a real thing. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Uh, but also, I wasn't convinced that it was Ninja Magic until I read the Wikipedia entry after, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, okay, he's a demon ninja, maybe." <laughs> and like yeah. Austin's writing about it because <laughs> it yeah. is just so unclear, and you just have to. I mean, that's part of it. Is just you just buy the ticket and go on the ride. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. accept whatever's gonna come. <laughs> Yeah, well, especially during that last rooftop battle, I'm like, did he plant those there, knowing the yeah. guy, like the firebombs or whatever, knowing yeah. they would be there, or wh- how the life size mannequin that he pulled baby out of was the one that was the biggest question. We were like, how did he set that up? But that was a magic. Well, and the arm, the robot arm. That's, yes. uh, yeah, like it's like what? Where did right. wow? What yeah. was that robot arm connected to? Was it just that, a loose robot arm? That's what it, it it was actually that's the UHF joke is the the thing knocking on the door, right? That's yeah. exactly what that reminded me of. Oh wait, that was was that Pee-wee's big adventure? Oh sorry, you're right. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, Pee-wee's right. big adventure. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's with not your professor with professor the supply Tanaka, closet. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yes. Um yeah, so it it you know, like it is fun because it's like both like all of these questions have answers and not all at once. Like it yeah. really is just like, okay. And I mean, and that's to me the fun part about it is like, I mean, I told Frank before we start recording, <laughs> this is the first time that uh, 
usually I'll watch these movies. I'll take notes. This is the first time that I was like, last night I was like, I'm going to watch it again. I watched it two days ago. <laughs> I rewound. I, I watched it. I watched selected scenes a few times. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I My rental ran out and I was so bummed. I was like, clearly I'm buying a copy. I, it's crazy. I don't <laughs> own a copy of this. We do a podcast on fucking canon films. Uh, yeah. But um, it was just, I was just like, I just want, last night I was like, man, I'm tired. I need to just sit and just watch a fun movie that I don't need to think much about. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, wait, yeah. I just did that two days ago it and is, then thought too much about it. <laughs> it's really fun. I mean, start to finish, this is fun. It's stupid, but it's fun. Oh, yeah. I yes. legitimately enjoyed it. And I needed this movie in the worst way. Yeah. yeah. I like had a week of holiday travel and everything and just being like, oh, just everything else in this movie was just such a fun i i thought it whipped ass like i just thought it was really fun and you know it's pure canon yeah it was better to watch before i go to bed than uh watching bits and pieces of the get back documentary (laughs) and then wondering why i can't sleep all night and i'm like oh because i'm drawing comparisons to how i was being in a band man being creative is tough (laughs) well i was shocked when, when i went to rent it on amazon it has like almost a five-star rating for hundreds of reviews. And I was like, wait, is this really a canon movie? How can it have that high a rating? And now I understand it because it's, it's great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, so we should really start to get into it. And so uh, I, I, I got to, so this will just keep coming up. And this felt like, I can't remember what movie we just watched Frank, where I felt like my notes stopped being notes. I just kept writing, this is fun. This is fun. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, I didn't have any thoughts. I just kept writing that. But that's how I felt about the music in this. Oh, yeah. I I love the music. I loved the music. Right? Like, I mean, like... So good. There are some good synth soundtracks that Canon has, but this is one of the best ones. And it kind of kills me that, as far as I can tell, has not gotten, like, the Mondo Waxworks... Like mm-hmm. equivalent reboots, like deal because it it both is golden at moments. I was like, oh, these are lost synth classics. This is what we're digging for. Yeah, we're like who needs the Child's Play two soundtrack? No offense, but like <laughs> like a forty dollar version of the Child's Play two soundtrack is like no, give me Revenge and the blood of the splatter. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, design and yeah. somehow it's on four LPs. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? But also not like none of the uh, uh, were there even any like recurring themes in the soundtrack. I can't think of any. No, and nothing. My I don't remember any melodies, but I do remember constantly thinking I like this a lot. The soundtrack, but well, I couldn't sing any of it. Well, that's it. Yeah, because and that's why I want to like hunt it down. Because I bet you there were. It was a weird like the, with a lot of canon films. There'll be a lot of great soundtracks, but there's also like. You've got what you've said there. There's like oftentimes where it's the recurring theme. Yeah. So like there's this movie Platoon Leader with Dudikoff that's got a great soundtrack, but legitimately the soundtrack, when I got a copy of it, I was like, it's the same theme like 20 times. <laughs> uh, same uh-huh. with Delta Force. Like that Delta Force yeah. main theme is one of the greatest themes, but like they are never not playing the Delta Force yeah. theme. And then there's ones that are just like, it's great synth, but it's just kind of bed music. Right. Which like, is what just, this is. Yeah. yeah. But I felt like there were more times when it would be bed music that popped with a sequence. There would be, yes, it would I pop totally with, agree. Like an yep. arpeggiated part. Um, and that's why I want to go back to it because it is, I, there was a bit where I was like, maybe it did its job that it's not obtrusive. So it got stuck in my head and I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. But there definitely were times where I was like, oh, I want to go back. 
here's the thing. I'll give it that the movie. There are times that I was like, maybe the, it would have a more uh, re- memorable like theme or sequence if I wasn't paying so much attention to like 100, 100%. Shokasugi yeah. almost dying and definitely his <laughs> stunt guy Jesus. almost dying, <laughs> like climbing a van. <laughs> uh, honestly, my so uh, the, the synth was great. My favorite soundtrack thing, and I could not believe they actually did this, is the very last thing that happens at the end of the credits is they do a big gong. Oh, yeah. Go, I mean, that is that is also the beauty of canon and why constantly we always have to say, like, a recent thing that, like, at the beginning, it should have the warnings of, like, rated R, smoking, violence, 80s racism. <laughs> yes, 80s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just because, Extreme yeah. Extreme like, stereotyping. Yeah. When yeah. they throw up that fought, and I forgot that the fought in Enter the Ninja was so just like, oh, my oh yeah. Chinese, oh, that's Japanese fought. restaurant where you're yes. like, it's not really any country. It's just like <laughs> a fake like font they made up. There, um, there was a, a Japanese restaurant near where some relatives lived. Or sorry, I should say an Asian restaurant. There was some relatives mm-hmm. lived in Vermont. The, whose tit- who, the name of the restaurant was uh, Peking Tokyo. <laughs> and it was written in that font, in exactly this Revenge of the Ninja font. That's the level. Yes. It's like Asian food, food in rural Vermont. Font. Asian food in rural Vermont, where you're like, how am I getting pad thai or Japanese? That's right, or and Chinese? sushi. Yes, yeah, the sushi. They, they, they had, yeah, yeah, for like pot stickers and sushi, yeah, and pad thai and anything, anything vaguely. And Asian. fried chicken and a cheeseburger. Yeah. What happened yeah. over here? Uh, yeah, just yeah. for dumb white people, basically. Yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Um, but yeah, and I mean, I was just so psyched to see though that menu font and to see show's name come up. And yeah. as soon that as loud they horn got blast there. with it too, <laughs> so loud. Did you headphone this one, Frank? Oh yeah, it? of okay. course I did. Yeah. Frank always <laughs> watches these with headphones, and I always have to nice. watch with uh, subtitles because of my deafness. But like Frank is like his ears have been blown out by the constant <laughs> oh, yeah. bad mixing of a canon film. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a lot in the beginning, especially that first scene. It's like kind of quiet. Then oh, boom, boom, brass, brass, brass. Yeah. Right. Um, I should look up the synth guy's name. I. I, I you always hope it's going to be someone that you'll find that they did yes. like all these other records, but I think he mostly just did like TV music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he did anime, a lot of animated, a lot of shows. anime, right? Yeah. Um, hmm. But yeah, <laughs> I also wrote. I now I'm seeing the screenplay guy's name, James R. Silky. Uh, I wrote sarcastically. He probably's got a big handle on the culture. It's going to handle this, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Real sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. Silky's yeah. got his finger on the pulse, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> I mean, that opening scene is wild. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, this is very similar to the new Mortal Kombat oh, uh, really? opening. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of similar. The new Mortal Kombat kind of opens the same way this movie does. It's kind of crazy. Man, I the opening was so much more violent than I thought it was going to yes. be. Yes, I know. When the kid gets shurikened in the head, kid with I was the like, shuriken. whoa, okay. Yeah. Uh, Which Dick, is his other son. Yeah, his, right. other, his, his younger, younger son. son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Both of his sons in this movie, but the youngest one gets a shuriken to the head. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, this has uh, avenging force trigger warning. Oh, yeah. Where if you don't want to watch a very young child die, watch out yeah. for literally the first, like, two minutes. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I was actually, I, I was shocked that that kid died. I was not expecting it. And then when they straight up murdered him, I was like, whoa, okay. First they showed burn, it, baby. too. First they that, that's the other thing, too. It's like they could have left it alone, but then they like put the body over so you could see yes. the shuriken right in the eye. Yep. And you're like, oh, damn. I thought after that, I was like, they're going to stab that baby. We're going to see oh, a sword go through a baby. Absolutely. I thought that was going to happen. Yes. Yep. Uh, yes, if Takashi Miike <laughs> ever did a remake of this, that baby would definitely get stabbed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so all these ninjas come in. Uh, <laughs> I'm realizing as we talk about it, so that was supposed to clear up that his family... I guess they 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 answered it because so Show walks in with his buddy Brayden or whatever Braden. the Braden, yes. yeah. the, the very common name Brayden. Yes, yeah. exactly. I'm telling you, you have to open up a gallery in America. Come America on. is a real going... craze for Japanese art. <laughs> they yeah. love to go crazy Japanese for it. <laughs> so they're just walking through the woods. He's like saying, "Come to America." This other guy's saying, "No, he's Show." Um, which also confusing because then they gave him the name of Cho. Oh my God. Yeah. I was so con- I didn't realize his name was Cho until maybe an hour into the movie. Same. Cause I thought, I thought they were they saying Cho. Yes. yes. Um, here's my question. So all these ninjas come, they murder his family. I guess they covered it because they said my grandfather was murdered on this land. Yes. I don't want to mm. leave it. I think his father too, maybe the, everyone seems to get murdered yeah, on this. Right. Land. I, I'm yeah. Out of all the times that Braden has been leading him wrong, he probably should have gotten his whole family to go to America, it seems like. I think we have our answer here, because if it's generational, it's a Hatfields versus McCoy situation. Very much Mm so. If there's one thing we can understand in America, it's a Hatfields and McCoy situation. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Like, we get that. (laughs) Well, here's the question, and I don't think... I think I know the answer. Uh did Brayden set up those ninjas to murder his family? Oh, that is I was wondering the question. same thing. I, I didn't even think about that. That makes a lot of sense because, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. Right. Yeah. What like, we end up finding out about him, it wouldn't put it past him. It would justify him being flipping about it later because it makes sense when later they're talking about ninjas and they seem to act like they've never completely dealt with ninjas. Yes. That they yeah. added on that scene at the beginning. Because when they bring that up, when they're in their quote-unquote oriental art studio, you're just like, your whole family was murdered by ninjas, right? Yes. Like, show you seem very well, loose and relaxed about this. I guess. Yeah. So you, you could, he probably set it up and maybe they are related to where he got his ninja training. Right, because right, he, he's maybe. obviously an expert ninja. Obviously, so per- perhaps this was part of his, you know, group. I don't know what right. it is. Uh, uh, the collective noun for a group of ninjas, a yes. murder of ninjas, a murder uh, of ninjas. Called, yes, but, it's either crows uh, or ninjas. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Ninja. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, again, the beauty of canon, the beauty of Menachem Golan. He adds a whole scene that is unbelievably violent and is supposed to solve a problem and actually yeah. maybe creates more problems. But <laughs> yep. at least he adds a unbelievably enjoyable scene of just like constant fighting, yeah. murder, a very... There was one ninja I thought was doing splits for no particular I, reason. Yep. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. I wasn't alone. And I, I was waiting for it to find out it was JCVD. Jean-Claude Van Damme in there, but I was also excited that Brayden was carrying a gun. I mean, he was just armed. He just oh, had yeah. a had a gun. He uses it. I think he shoots two or three ninjas, and then there's more ninja attacks, but he doesn't use the gun again. 
just so yeah. there can be more fighting in the woods. I'm like, why aren't you running to help? help I'm realizing uh, the only way you could justify that scene and then their tone in the studio where they're talking about how they vaguely remember it, but not really. That like you kind of want to be like you murdered people. Right. Like this happened. Yeah. You too, Brayden. It's like they're in Anchorman after the the, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the fight. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, like yeah. that really escalated. Yeah. <laughs> that well, is a you murdered someone. Off that to is America. Totally, yeah. And and an Anchorman move too because he's like, don't worry, I know karate, and he takes out a gun. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I I also liked the so the 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 Chiron in the beginning of this movie. It says Tokyo, Japan. Like you weren't <laughs> sure, and then Nebraska. When they go to the U.S., it just says. United States, uh, which is I, there I, a I was flag like, waving to hell yeah. which is supposed to be Los Angeles. They say Clearly, in the movie, but there's yeah. enough Dodgers gear and people in UCLA shirts and stuff hanging around <laughs> yeah. in the background. Like, yeah, there was a part. This is again why I love Furstenberg because I'm like, his eye is both good and crazy, and you're like, maybe the choices are just because he thinks it'll be fun. But like, when the ninjas scatter. One like a pile go one way, a pile go the other, and then one of them just goes like, "Fuck it, I'm jumping." <laughs> he just like jumps into the middle. <laughs> and it just, yeah, it was just like they wanted some weird symmetry there or something. Yeah, like, um, yeah. I get. I can see that. I started writing just immediately. No thought, just being that shit sounds great. That's it. Oh yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, my my notes were like shows the real deal, and this is pretty rad action. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean. Little Kid Gets in the Head. It was also hard because much like American Ninja, I wanted to like just watch the scene. So I was like, I can't just write down everything they do in a fight scene. Oh, yeah. Totally. But the synth is awesome. And then Sho throws away the evidence of the shuriken <laughs> that murdered his son. Yeah, just tosses it. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. The ninja surprising show from the roof truly surprised me. Yes. <laughs> right? yeah. I also like the the after he dies, the dangling arms I thought were very effective yeah. from the roof. It was real dangly. I was like, that's some good dangle work, guy. Yeah. The dangle work was very good. Yeah. And this master class will teach you about dangle work. <laughs> the Shokasugi master class. Yeah. I would pay for that in a heartbeat. Uh, yeah, I you brought it up, but I wrote down, sorry, ninjas, got a gun. It's <laughs> 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 just like a blink. Uh, well, look, I am American. Of course I'm going to be right, carrying yeah, a gun, exactly. which I just carry in Japan all the time, I guess. Why not? Well, because also, he's not going to fucking counter how awesome show is in it, too. Because, I mean, like, yeah. literally right after he pulls the gun, he catches the arrow in his mouth. I know. After he catches two and then oh. double stabs someone that was with the these best. tree trunk of arrows that you pointed out. Yeah. Um, no, that that was that was awesome. And I guess here also, Braden couldn't reveal his ninja skills, right? Because yeah. that would give too much away. I wrote down later on. I was like, wait, so Cho never knew Braden was a ninja. Right? Yeah, and I would bet this is unintentional. No, show did not. Although later when he when he finds out that he's the demon ninja, he goes, Well, he did live in Japan for twenty yeah, years. And yeah, no, totally. He just brushes it off. I was very confused about this specific point. Like, did he was he aware that he had any train? I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. There <laughs> is one there is one moment that's not like so hidden, but like I was like, do they are they using this as a hint to what he will become where we see that Brayden's got a gun. He's just a fucking American. He's going to solve every problem with a gun. But then he does kill that ninja with a sword. Yes. 
like with a pretty quick move. And I was yeah. just like, oh, is that our hint that he has some ninjutsu training? Yeah. But that was Maybe. the thing is like what this movie does is like I would like start having these questions and then they jump into the bamboo battle. Right. And I would just be like, well, never mind. I'm just going to pay well, attention to how awesome this song is. Because <laughs> equally plausibly in the world of this movie, everybody has a little ninja training. And yeah. you're going to get a sword and you're going to, yeah, you'll, you'll stab someone with it. Sure. That's plausible. You think grandma never trained? Yeah. Get ready for her to start <laughs> flipping. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Get ready for her yeah. to disappear in a puff of smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because, yeah, bamboo was the first time that we actually had smoke, too. I was like, oh, we're going to. It's like every time I'd be like, oh, yeah, ninja magic. Oh, yeah, that's going to yeah. happen. I wrote down that a also, smoke puff. Yeah. That also was like anytime they used a smoke puff, I was like, sometimes it was like, what was that for? Yeah. They didn't do anything with <laughs> no, it. I know. It's, like, it's just there. <laughs> You're still there. Yeah. 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 That would be my ninja move. I'd throw down the smoke and forget that I need to follow it up with either jumping or leaving. And I'd still just yeah. be like, Hey, what's Wait. up? Oh, fuck. That was actually a joke from an NSP, an early NSP video. We did oh, exactly that. Just threw down the smoke and just stood there for a while. Yeah, <laughs> It's a good move. I mean, yeah. it's it's an astute observation of what happens sometimes in the genre. <laughs> yep. Um, you learned a lot from UHF, as we yeah. saw. <laughs> you understood the tropes. Yeah. Um, it was around here that I did write to myself where I was like, like, look, Frank, we love Dudikoff. Oh. We love him so much. And obviously, we love Steve James and Dudikoff. We love Franco Nero. But especially uh, American Ninja version, where Dudikoff was still kind of learning to fight. It was just like, why this movie is also works so well is just like, I was like, oh, shit. Show is yep. so fucking good. He's like, so good. He's so good. He's, a, he's basically the choreographer. He understands how to... Uh, translate body moves to look good on screen. Absolutely. Who gives a fuck totally. if they're real? Yeah. And also, his energy is insane. Like, yeah. the way he yells is like, I was... This was one where I was like, I wonder how Frank's doing with the headphones, because, like, it's always oh, yeah. the same level of going like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. Like, but, like, it would just be a cacophony at some times. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like it was like, a yeah, that they layered on sounds that weren't even happening in the scene of yeah, yeah. Yes. And it became like almost like this, like Brian Eno ish, like yeah. soundscape. It's like that, <laughs> of, but yeah. that uh, Bloom app when you can make your own ambient music from Brian <laughs> oh, right. Eno. You know what it is? It's like I live in Pasadena and we've got the wild parrots of Pasadena that fly through every single night. So around yep. six o'clock, oh, there's a cacophony yeah. of oh, yeah. parrots screaming <laughs> and they're crazy it is what and it's i try terrifying. to warn guests i'm like i'm telling you i'm not like exaggerating this like it's kind of funny like it's really terrifying yeah that's what it sometimes sounded like but if it was ninjas like yeah. there are a couple fights where i'm like is everyone screaming yeah just in the background yeah yeah <laughs> uh but it added to it because again it was just like Franco Nero is cool as fuck. Dudikoff is the coolest as well. But Show is just like, I was like, you're the fucking complete package, man. Everything yeah. about him rules. He, yeah. He's got a great face, like for movies. He's just got this, you know, he looks great on screen. His right. moves are awesome. He's, I think, unintentionally funny. Yeah. Uh, yes. I, I, I loved watching him. I thought he was very compelling. And it's, and it, and it, 
it's also just wild how many dead bodies were in that first scene. When they pulled back, it was like UHF again. It was yes, like, oh, yeah. 100%. Yep. Like, it was just like, it's insane. And then I just, I felt like grandma got out of the shitter. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, what yeah. happened here? Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Not again. <laughs> This is just like with your grandpa. This is just like with your dad. God damn it. Um, Well, I also thought, and this is the one part of the movie my wife uh, kind of walked in and watched a little bit with me. When they close up on the, the pendant. Yeah. With the, was it a bird or something like that? Yeah, bird logo or sign. I don't know if it's like supposed to be what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, like we're six minutes into the film. They've done close-ups on this thing maybe 30 times at this point. Like there's a lot of like symbolism attached to this thing. As far as I can tell, this never shows up in any form again. Uh, in Other the than film. when she dies. Yeah, just when, when she, she dies, dies they right. like remember that that was the thing. But because it, it like that's, yeah, you're right. Because I like wrote it. To, I was just like, Is she's like, be- no, we can't go to America. Here's this necklace. Yes, and, you're like, and okay. I thought, like, oh, he's going to, I don't know, there'll be something where he does, like, his bird move at the end, because that's the crest of the family, and it brings it all back. And <laughs> Well, also, that. why wouldn't that be the logo of his uh, dojo? Yeah, like, totally. Right? I, I, I wondered that exact same thing. When he has this, like, very Wu-Tang-looking... Uh, yeah, the yellow and black thing. Yep. Uh, you know what it oddly looks like to me, and you might know it, Brian, and maybe you've seen it. Uh, there's this prog band, Gentle Giant. Oh, of um, course, yes, I know. So Gentle Giant, Gentle Giant well, had yes. an album called Acquiring the Taste. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and it yeah, looks like that. And about. the album cover yep. is so gross because it's a tongue, and it looks like it's yeah. licking yep, a yep, butthole. Yep, yep. But then when you pull the oh. gatefold out, it's a peach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, well, I wrote down on my uh, in my notes like that yellow and black logo. I was like, this straight up looks like a butt. It's a butt. It straight up looks like a butt. I would wear a silk jacket with that butt logo on it, but it's definitely a butt. Who wouldn't? I mean, yeah. They're coming. You check your mail later today. I ordered them for all of us. Uh, <laughs> it's a little treat for being on the pod. Um, but yeah, uh, I also wrote here, like, I don't trust Brayden. Right away, I was just oh, like, oh, you're doing a close-up yep. on those eyes. I know that's Yeah, signal. the way they pan in like that. Yeah. Well, and, and there was a very subtle bit of foreshadowing where Grandma said, he's not your friend. <laughs> yes, exactly. Very subtle. Yeah. yeah, she said, he's not your friend. He's going to kill me when I'm hiding behind <laughs> yeah, a wall. Yeah. <laughs> You'll remember there's a necklace thing that you should take from me, but yeah. forget about yeah. it again because you've got that butt logo. Um, and then, yeah, so then I guess murdering his whole family. And that's why I think Braden might have been behind it because mm-hmm. that convinced him to come to America and to bring his beautiful art, uh, bring those dolls um, yeah, they were just so beautiful. They take almost two months to make. I'm glad he gave us that little oh, wow. fact there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so then we jump to America, and uh, this is our first introduction to Kane. Oh yeah. Uh, well, it's also clearly only because of the age of the child. Six years later, it does not take six years to set up an art gallery. No, like this should have no. been. Six months. But what have you guys been doing? Waiting for that neon yeah. sign to come up? There were in the a lot of dolls, though. If it takes two months to make that uh, one doll, <laughs> but I guess yeah. just. But that's the thing. I mean, this is part of canon, and we love them again so much in their plot. If you really broke down what this is, he was he. Brayden wants him to come to America to bring his Oriental art slash his dolls. Because he wants to set you want up to a say gallery. It every time, Jeff. I just feel I need to say it. Hashtag 80s racism. Um, yeah. So that he can bring the dolls. 
so that those will be filled with heroin. Right. So that he can make one deal. Yeah. <laughs> one singular deal. After 20 years in Japan, six years being friends with him, six years yeah. of trying to convince him, that immediately goes south in yeah, about kid 30 seconds. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Well, kid breaks the doll, and then when he goes to the craziest version of an Italian stereotype oh my God. mafia the guy, guy I've ever Bull, seen, yeah. and that guy oh, immediately shit, is yeah. just like, deals off. Yeah. Ain't, we ain't doing it. And then you're, and then jumping in there that then Braden starts murdering all of them as a demon ninja. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, look, I know this is 83 money we're talking about, but I think the deal was going to be like a hundred thousand or something. <laughs> well, I think he had paid them a yeah. hundred thousand already. Oh, okay. oh so I, I, missed that. I thought it was a hundred. I think it was a like, hundred across low. the board. It, it, it might well have. Been. So even that let's break that down. Uh, you're the theoretical physicist. Uh, what's a hundred divided by six? <laughs> That's impossible. Nobody. Yeah, can do thank that. you. That's what <laughs> yeah. I thought. But either way, yeah. you spread that out. Yeah, I mean, he's making like thirty k a year on yeah. this deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah. just surprisingly complicated. Uh, for a very surprisingly little amount of money. But that's what we're led to believe. And that's yeah. why now we have little Kane who looks the coolest. Like we're oh, yeah. going to be a bunch of three old men talking about how cool the style of a six year old is. Yeah. But the kid's very cool. And well, uh, also, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah. I was just going to say no. he gets it. We, we, we are introduced to him fighting a uh, our first Benetton ad of yep. bullies. Classic <laughs> 80s bullies. Oh, scene. God, I, I love mean, it. Like classic 80s bullies i know straight up 80 anytime an 80s movie has 80s bullies you know you're in for a treat oh yeah uh at least one's on a dirt bike right maybe several i can't remember now yep you gotta have one kid on a dirt bike yeah the thing is i feel bad for those other ones because you know those other bullies envy that kid on that dirt bike you know they're just like god i wish my dad would get me a dirt bike how do you even get into dirt biking (laughs) i mean one (laughs) even pushed him into uh, Kane with the dirt bike. Yeah, right. He's like, go right, right, right. get him, get him. That's true. I will say, as shitty as it is, I was like, Kane, don't fight dirty. Like I know, mm-hmm. like throwing the throwing the dirt in the face. It that just, was. It felt a little much. bit like what's his name uh, move at the end of Bloodsport, throwing the the dust into oh, yeah. JCVD's <laughs> eyes. Like I was like, don't well, do that. That's for bad. And guys. he did it twice. Yeah, he, he got did. two yeah. kids <laughs> with the with the dirt. Yeah, those um, kids got yeah, hurt for, too. Foreshadowing the tax. That are going to go oh, yeah. into the faces of the other guys at the end of the movie. I mean, it all made Grandma Creamer Jean. She was excited yeah. as hell to watch her she was, young, yeah. young child fight. She was like, yeah. murder them. Okay, so this is where we also have to say, we had, you had talked about before, Frank. So uh, this movie was filmed in Salt Lake, mostly. Uh-huh. Uh, and the main reason is it was way too expensive in L.A. <laughs> and Salt Lake City was like, apparently, according to that one I bet bit you saw was just like do whatever you want, yep. no permits, <laughs> like just go wherever. We ain't gonna yep. do nothing. You get tax breaks, and it does shit. Like this is one of those first scenes where I was just like, look at this people walking around in the background. Oh yeah, <laughs> like this well, is like when you stumble into. Actually, you know what it is? There's a park right down the street from me. Early on Sunday mornings, there's a guy who brings out his ninja weapons. Oh, my God. (laughs) And he practices shirtless with himself. But it is like that. It's like it's when you're like, what is going on in Griffith Park today? 
Yeah. I don't want to well, deal I was, with this. I spent a long time trying to figure out where they were supposed to be. Again, because when they cut to the U.S., it just says United States. Yeah. And the kids decked out in Dodgers gear. So I was like, okay, it's probably L.A. But then you see the snow-capped peaks behind them. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I was like, no. those are our mountains. Even when we get the most snow possible. I was like, That's the right. look is too big and too exactly jagged. Exactly right. Yep. Yep. Um, and I, I was guessing Colorado at first, but I think because I had Messenger of Death on the brain, Frank. But right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, apparently Salt Lake. Um, and I mean, those mountains are beautiful. I'll give them they're, that. They're amazing. But I, I was really surprised because, again, you constantly see background actors in like L.A. gear, Dodgers, UCLA, <laughs> all this stuff. Why didn't they just say Los Angeles, United States? Is it because they were mad at L.A. for not letting them film cheap or something quite possible it's just pissiness yeah definitely yeah Yeah. um and so yeah he gets to this fight and then show finds out uh but here's the thing they're like you should teach kane and he's like no i don't want to teach him but he clearly is teaching him he clearly is the kid is very good yeah (laughs) but he can't because his sword is sealed forever symbolically with a rope with a yeah a tiny piece of of rope with a yeah, it's like the the bracelet you make your friend at summer camp. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, you made it out of paper. Uh, yeah. but it's symbolic. I get it. It's a big symbolic move at the end. Uh, which when he breaks it, spoiler doesn't feel as big because you're just like we know what that was. It was yeah, <laughs> little piece. Well, of also paper. he keeps all of his ninja weapons in this underlit case he pulls out the drawer and there's lighting coming up from some oh, panel yeah. underneath yes. it i was like that's a pretty epic way to destroy these weapons you're never going to use i mean but we do we've said it before like throughout this movie every weapon is epically displayed or shown off oh it rules yeah when he's getting ready for that final battle and laying in front of his fucking like laid out picnic blanket of weapons yep. oh, like it's the best me and frank are always talking about in these movies just like that is where we would have had to change our underwear as like a 10 year old. <laughs> like, it's just oh, yeah. like, it's every wet dream we've had of just like a bunch of dumb weapons. We don't know how to use. Well, and they're all secretly knives. Yes. Yeah. Like they all have a part you can take off and reveal sometimes a real short knife. They've all got blades inside. There's that one that feels like a UHF <laughs> joke that like, it's a very long weapon. Yes, I know. It's got the tiniest. <laughs> it's like a Swiss army knife. I'm not on there. <laughs> so funny i love it so much um (laughs) but so we find out about show's parenting style he ain't gonna teach this fucking kid uh buddy who is immediately you see him training a kid yeah and then he immediately is training that fucking kid um and then he also is training just a smoke show (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah a local model from salt lake city Yeah, lots of lots of eyeliner. My favorite thing from that first scene when she comes in, looking like the st- like the stereotypical '80s blonde girl. Yes. Oh yeah. Right. Um, and uh, she says she she wants to work out, and he's like, "Are you going to put on pants? If you want to work out, you forgot your pants. Yeah. Do you really think I forgot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and She's then I was like, like pantyhose, right? Like the kind that come out of yeah. the egg. Yeah, yeah, she wearing legs. <laughs> yeah. It took me a minute, but and then because then that's clearly the the top part of her. What do you call the full outfit? A gi? Is that right? Yeah, I believe like, so. Okay, so and then when you see her training later, she has that top on again, but with red pants. So I was like, oh, she actually did legitimately yeah. not have her pants on for yeah. whatever reason. 
I, I, I mean, because yeah, my first thought was just like well, that's a very short outfit. Uh, yes, I just it was, was like, like a mini skirt. Okay. But I was like, I was like, yeah, it's the eighties. I don't know. Maybe this is what. Maybe 100%. it's like how honestly, yes. like our poor, like uh, the the female uh, Olympic athletes are like, why are you putting us in bikinis? Like, right. Or let or us wear normal outfits. Next generation season one. Uh, <laughs> outfits we're like why that's way too short <laughs> yes, exactly. that's, that's not the future exactly but i almost was happy that we had that sexual moment just to at least then i was just like oh, okay she meant to not have pants okay, okay. but yeah. I, I was confused there because so th- she is brayden's girlfriend right not shows yes but she and Cho clearly have sexual tension like very in that first scene he pins her and they yeah. almost make out or whatever um and well, i was at first i thought she was with him yeah but i so then we find out though demon magic demon ninja magic he can hypnotize her yes of course so that's why so he's there to she's there to have that sexual tension that you feel is so palpable <laughs> to manipulate him into doing the thing he was gonna do oh she was sent by brayden to I guess to like sexually please him, kind of, but like also like why he's he was doing the art gallery anyways. Anyway. Yeah, there's not that, really oh, a need for her to be manipulated by Braided. Yeah, and to possibly have sex with Show. <laughs> yeah, because again, he was gonna do it. Because I was confused. I I mean, obviously it makes sense later, but I was like, is this his stepmom? Is that's this Kane's stepmom? Yeah, right. I was <laughs> that's, like, that's exactly. Came to yes. I was like, say, right. Yeah, I was like, America, I don't know if your wife American in six over here. years must be nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I he's driving exactly, a Corvette. Yes. Yeah. Well, because it's yeah, it seems so American. I was like, oh yeah, you know, now he's married to some blonde lady. Yeah, but yeah. no, we find out that she has been manipulated, and they're gonna sexy train. Uh, it's also right here we start to realize that Show slash Cho has eyeliner on. Um, the whole time. Uh, yeah, it, it looks good. It works for him. Um, there's a very funny edit that I think was intentional of when she slams her hand down and then it cuts to the door slamming. Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it just seemed very funny that they went da da. Like they just like were like, yeah, let's punctuate that. It made me laugh out loud. There are a lot of parts that made me laugh hard in this yeah. fucking movie. Like, either because I was excited, like I'm on a roller coaster. I was like, this fight is great. Yeah. Um, but Jeff, yeah. usually with that edit, you would make the choice to have it happen at the same time. That's the interesting part. Not it's at, not. After, yeah. <laughs> it's a staggered slam edit. And and you're like, was it a mistake or the greatest move in editing history? <laughs> Who knows? It's only one or the other. There's no in between. No, of course. <laughs> um, this is also, so we find out about the dolls. Um, we find out about these, you know, this is the display, this wild art gallery that I don't know who's actually buying these things, although. Yeah, and and, and show seems to have no art expertise that's been no. described at any point in the movie. It's only because he's Japanese that's the that th- he's opening a Japanese art gallery. Well, because right? were they, tr- well, that's what I'm wondering. Were they trying to connect it that that's also one of the things his family did? Or is it just because he's Japanese? Yeah, that, <laughs> it, they certainly didn't establish that at all. No. It literally just seems like, oh, well, you know, uh, I mean, what Braden says in the beginning, like, there's a craze yeah. for Japanese art. You're Japanese. That'll do. Come <laughs> yeah. on over. It really you is. Know? Has a that'll do tone. Like, yeah. whatever, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just deal with it. Um. But yeah, no, we find out that it is uh, heroin. At first, I thought cocaine. I did, too. Um, I thought that, too, yeah. 
We also in there got our requisite over explanation of ninjas, mm-hmm. uh, which might happen a couple times. Is it's a ninja professional soldier specializing in espionage and, and has a, a real blade too, which you can cut your finger blade. on. So you got to watch out. That's how authentic it is. That according to IMDb facts, she rubbed it on the blood side of the blade, so it doesn't make sense why she would cut herself. But whatever, that's how real it is. He I mean, understands. That, they're dangerous, dude. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, there's a common misunderstanding of ninjas, Brian, that they're all evil. The thousand ways of death, all these various things, they're all going to lead to something. (laughs) But, yeah, this is also where this is that conversation where I was like, what are they like? Do they have PTSD of like forgetting that they watched and murdered ninjas? Because they're talking about this like nobody knows what happened. Yes. And, that, and two people in the room are certified professional ninjas. Yes. And Brayden helped out. We talked about yeah. he had his gun yeah. and he murdered that other guy. Like, it's just like, what is it makes you slightly insane? Like, that's the <laughs> beauty of a good kid is sometimes there are those moments that make you feel like, am I the crazy one? Did I miss <laughs> something? And I constantly have to ask Frank, like, did I yeah. miss a plot point? Am I wrong on this? Totally. But also, I think I might have read, this is like also a classic, that I think it was like a two-hour cut at some point. Yeah. And, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. and like, and, and Menachem is like, 92, 93. That's you know like what? his numbers. He always says 92, It's the 93. right call. Yeah. Because this movie moved, and I did not feel bored at yeah. all. Um, it, we talk about all the time, I love, we love these canon films, but I can usually start writing down when I look at my phone. Yeah. Or like, all of a sudden, I didn't notice I opened my computer, and I started looking yeah. at like distros and discogs yeah (laughs) but i don't think i looked at my phone watching this once i was like psyched i was gonna talk about um because there was a box when i was younger at the video store that show of a movie that show was in that always like stood out to me Uh uh-huh that i was like oh is this about shredder from the teenage mutant ninja turtles uh, but I don't know if you write, maybe you can Google it while we're waiting, but uh, it's called uh, Pray for Death. Yeah, I think uh, Kane might be in it too. I bet you I can picture the box. Yes. Right? Yes. This That that video case, that VHS cover, like, like it always caught my attention when I went to the, the video store. The thing is actually... There's two separate ones that catch my attention because there's the one that I'm picturing that's just his head and he looks like Shredder. Yep. But yep. there's also the a one. version that has his head. Yeah, and the font is awesome. But there's well, also like, a version. It's sideways, like, yeah. There's a version where it's his head, but also there's a picture of show without the uh, helmet on, but he's got those crazy claws that he maybe used in something oh, yeah. else that have claws on both sides. Yeah. We might have to go down a fucking show path. <laughs> Yeah, and hit a bunch of shows that we've never watched. Showvember, Showvember, baby. <laughs> yeah, um, we're talking about Pray for Death, Brian. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, it's another show movie that he looks like uh, Shredder oh, wow. <laughs> from cool. uh, Turtles. Uh, okay, so well, that's a good question: is how much uh, this directly influenced uh, TMNT? Because oh, it wasn't yeah, too entirely. much before. They talk right? about that. Yeah, Daredevil. It was a parody of Daredevil comics. Right. But they used the that. ninja movies at the time of the 80s that were like, that was heavily right. influenced by it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was also thinking like, it's like how much of this was an influence on uh, Capcom games? Totally. Because like, oh, yeah. like when totally. they got to those punks, 
like in like the gang. I was just like, this oh, starts to feel yeah. like we're in final fight. Um, yeah, oh yeah, totally. Uh, but just like all the design, and that's the beauty of the design that Furstenberg was like, yeah, this is weird. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, You're I, hanging out in a playground. Yeah, sounds exactly. great. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, obviously we're going longer to get this moving. Um, so yeah, <laughs> we end up that we find out that uh, Braden is bad. So this bad guy, this mafia dude. Oh, he's the best. David Paymer, who I thought yeah. it was at first, but it's not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, also, speaking of UHF, I thought he could be the guy who takes out his teeth at the or is just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, five ninety yeah. five a dollar. Thanks, yeah. mister. Thanks a lot. Yeah, that's that's like the one no I was going to bring up. Right. Well, oh, because really? it wasn't, but it wasn't that. It was an ADR moment where they're like going through the street with the van and uh, there's this guy who says, hold on, let me find the line. I mean, I will say in there, just as you're trying to find it, also, we've got the guy from American Ninja, but the guy who plays Mr. Akmonic from ALF in there who oh, ends right. up getting oh, murdered yeah. in the bath in the yes. bathroom. I forgot about that. <laughs> yes. Okay, so the guy that sounds like in UHF, like the change got guy. Some change. You got when they're some going change. Oh, with, Mr. Unnick. <laughs> yeah, whatever. No. <laughs> when they're going on the van, uh, there's a guy they almost hit who's by his car, and he goes, Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> sounds just like and it sounds you. so funny. It sounds so funny, and I was like, "That's the change guy. He did the ADR." Yes. Wow. The this mafia guy actually had my favorite line in the movie oh, yeah. when it, when Braden says the deal's not going to work out. What do you want me to tell them? And he says, and I wrote this down phonetically. He says, "Tell him Abba Fungu," <laughs> and I was like. Excuse huh? me? And I was like, is it uh, clearly it's supposed to be Italian? Yes. And I don't know what it's because then he goes, Capiche? And I'm like, no, I don't capiche. I rewound it three or four times. And, and eventually I just wrote down Abba Fangu. But I don't know what that's supposed to be. Yeah. Brian, if you've ever if you if you haven't checked out uh the Canon Film Guide by our friend Austin Trunick is really great. It's like a whole guide to it, but like he um, has such a great tone to how he writes, and he described that guy. I think his wording was like along the lines of just like he is every single stereotype of Italian all shoved into one. Like it's just that's like, right. oh yeah, and it's like he's every- getting a massage at first. He's taking his meetings while getting a massage. Love and, that, and that does feel like it's just like they picked like I don't know. These are the Italian sounding words that they should say. So you're <laughs> like Abba Fagul, sure, yeah. Which is also though yeah. why like I never knew what his name was. I felt like they pronounced it. <laughs> Five different ways. I like Gifano, yes, yep. Galfano. I thought it was Gifano, Gifano, Chifano, Chifano. Yeah, it Kifano, changes yes. every single time. Everyone pronounces it different, and I get it. Yeah. People get Jeff and Jeff Garlock wrong all the time. Same with Garlock, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, you got to make a choice. Unless that was a yeah. joke in there. Um, but it yeah. was. What were you gonna say, Frank? Sorry, I was going to say, like, I thought you were going to say that your favorite line was when he said, that's my bag of apples. I thought so, too. <laughs> I like <laughs> that's that my yeah. bag of apples. I'm like, like wow. I'm going to start saying that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we've got uh, Crazy Face Don, because his face is just <laughs> wild. Uh, but, yeah, so we're finding out that he set up this complicated deal. Yeah. Uh, Did again, the kid looking in the mirror ever come back? You know, he, he's got the kid who, oh, I think he's a real hit with the ladies. Is that, oh, that's, that, that's the kid who gets murdered yeah. when Braden shows up at his like porn shoot of an apartment. Oh, that's yeah. that kid. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, when the kid looks like Rick hard, Moranis. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, I had a hard time telling the goons apart. I, like, I agree because there's a younger, 
uh, kid who shows up later, and I was like, I thought that was the nephew who got yes. murdered. Isn't that the yeah, same yeah. one? Um, yeah. But no, it's the one in the bat in the hot tub who uh, seems to just be rubbing okay. that girl's boob over and over, and she's like yes. orgasming, right, surrounded yeah, right, by right. Pepsi cans and like old <laughs> Doritos bags. That's yeah. how they got some of their funding, man. You know the product placement. I will I, I, say I appreciated that uh, there's a ninja nap- neck snap, but this mm-hmm. was the first time ever in all this time that I was like, oh, you're making them choke. Like, mm-hmm. that's how you're killing him. It's yeah, not, he really sold, yes. Because he, uh, Mr. Akmonic, like, chokes for a while. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's the science behind that murder. <laughs> like, we, it's it's slowly been changed into just, we can just snap your neck and you just die immediately. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that's even more brutal. <laughs> and this is the first time we see him in the demon gear. Yeah. Yep. Too, when he does that, right? Yes. Yeah. Which looks like Avenging Force, like the it costume does. from Avenging mm-hmm. Force. It does look yeah. a lot like the Avenging Force costume. And it looks like it would be hard to see out of, also. Yeah, unless exactly. he's using ninja magic, which is plausible. But I guess he has ninja magic eyes, because we see them glowing later right. when, yeah. he when he hypnotizes, hypnotizes Kathy. Kathy, yeah. <laughs> um, That's right. But yeah, and so we also get like... There's a couple interesting hobos, quote-unquote, in this. We got oh, hobo yeah. informant. Yeah, the I thought it was Tom Waits at, uh, for a second when they first <laughs> <Yes>. showed him. <laughs> I thought it was Tom Waits mixed with the the guy in Halloween Three, Frank, who's like who asked Tom Atkins for that drink. Is like, oh, yes. that bottle looks pretty heavy. You think I could help you out with that load? <laughs> By the way, there is a Halloween connection to this. Oh, buddy, <laughs> is there really? What is it? Yeah, uh, the Native American actor uh, who's just known as Chief in this. Yes. He was the shape and a man in black in Halloween Five. Get the fuck out. Or he played Mike, yeah, it said Michael Myers yeah, yeah. and the man in black. That is awesome. Wow. Yeah. Was he actually uh Native American? Yes, he was he is. Okay. A few I'm I know. surprised. I was I, I was surprised. I know I was a little like ooey boy, but then I remembered I recognized him from other stuff. Uh, it he doesn't that solve TV the problem Werewolf. that they're like yeah. Here's a fucking scalping axe oh my that we're going to keep that joking was, about. <laughs> I, was so, I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? With yeah. That? yeah. I, uh, I got to say, the, 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 the fountain that the hobo informant died in, yeah. that sculpture in that fountain was fucking cool. It was very oh, cool. Yeah. Like, I, re- I was like, is this, where, where is this? Because I want to. I want to go see this thing. I really like that. was some good 80s fountain sculpture. It really was. I will say, too, now knowing. <laughs> Uh, you as a child, uh, now I feel for young Brian having to see <laughs> the shuriken to the eye of that hobo because oh. even I, who watched nothing but like gore movies, I was like, ew. Shockingly graphic for this film. Yes. Yeah. Like probably the most graphic thing in it. Right. right? I just wrote, ew, yeah, they yeah. showed the eye. <laughs> Yeah, that was really weird. And Uh, yeah, I was just like this poor actor who has to stand there like with his eye with the thing glued. Oh, yeah. Uh, But yeah, so nephew who cares about the ladies is in a filthy room, and he gets a blowgun dart after getting a (laughs) beejer. Oh, and and that blow dart wound was huge. Yeah. Yes. What was going on with that? I was like, this should just be a precision thing in the spine or whatever, but somehow instantaneously. It has like a two-inch diameter uh, thing surrounding it. it also, felt like gross. when I was a child and I wanted to be a special effects artist, but I wasn't great at it, so I like yeah. would over like put latex on. Yeah, yeah, he. I mean, he was very allergic to that blow that blow dart. That's the I biggest so. problem. Yeah, he's like uh, Martin Short <laughs> in Pure Luck. 
when he gets stuck <laughs> by the bees. Like, I'm fine, are you? <laughs> um, uh, and so, yeah, I kind of thought that woman being stabbed uh, in this hot tub was kind of funny. Like, it was just she like... Was drowning such, anyway. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was, and he's just like, and that. Uh, yes. Foreshadowing yep. the, the death jacuzzi coming up <laughs> oh, later yeah. in the film. Yeah. Death Jacuzzi is a canon title they probably sold at Khan that they never made a movie of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, Kafano, third pronunciation of the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mountains with Snow, had no idea. that. So, oh, this is the thing, music-wise. I know uh, we kind of want to like re-listen and find some themes that stick out, but I'm realizing the ones that stuck out reminded me a lot of Assault on Precinct 13. Right. Oh wow! There are okay, a couple yeah. sequences that, that yeah. are close to like down, 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 and I was like, oh yes. yeah, that's a nice simple note thing. Mm-hmm. Um, great place to steal from, uh, of course. Yeah. So I will also say, I didn't realize that other karate trainer who wanted to bring in show was a cop. I thought he just worked. <laughs> Me, for them. I got very yeah, I thought that too. I, I wrote this down at the end of the movie when he walked into the building with a police jacket. Right. I thought he was just a local sensei that the police were going to for yeah. his uh, ninja expertise. Yeah. And then when he starts wearing police gear, I was like, are you like one of those fucking like right wing QAnon dudes who are like cosplaying <laughs> right, yeah. on TikTok? They got all the gear. Totally. Yeah. And then all of a yeah. sudden you're like, that badge looks really flimsy. Oh, wait, yeah, you're yeah. not a creepy cop. You're just a creep. Um but yeah, I also will yeah. say I appreciated, well, one, I appreciated that when he's talking to cops, he's like, well, I got one Japanese friend, once again, just <laughs> I know. any Japanese yeah. guy's going to know how to do art, and he's also going to know how to uh, tell what ninjas are doing in murder scenes. Yes. Um, ninja, is that one of those uh, martial arts things? <laughs> <laughs> I will say, so I loved that uh I love that just like with the next snap, this I was like, is this the first movie where they've actually addressed if you're an informant or working with the cops, how is that going to work out financially? <laughs> because they <laughs> no. go out of their way to say, like, we can't pay you that much, but we've got a little bit of a budget and this and this. Because yeah. like even like I remember talking about this, I think, with Frank. When we're when I was we both were rewatching Fridge during the pandemic, and I would get stuck in my brain of just like what is the fringe budget? Like, what is Pacey getting? What's he pulling down a month? Like, what, like <laughs> yeah. how does this work? Because we just assume, yeah. much like with the neck snapping, that it's just like, all right, they agree to work with the cops. Somehow their bills are going to get covered. They're going to yeah. get health insurance somewhere in there. Um, but, I, I, yeah. I love Fringe, first of all. It's, so, I, I'm, I'm yeah. very excited to talk about Fringe. One of, the, one of the uh, best. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I. Uh, if only for the 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 Peter Weller episode, yes, which is so one good. of the all time great TV episodes. Yeah, truly, um, truly is. Uh, but I, I I mean several things about the the well. The, first of all, we see shows dojo for the first time, right, right around here, and this is I I could not believe it. I've never seen another room that's done this. This was the exact layout with the stairs up to the hallway at the top of my middle school band room. Oh, wow. like I, wow. they cut to that and i was like oh my god that is we had banned you know every wednesday there in that room it's the exact <laughs> like the same thing i've never been in any other room that has precisely that layout i've never seen another room that was my middle school band room that is but awesome. now it was a, a a martial arts dojo uh i was so excited to see that i love that um and also catching the cup of coffee as it falls off the desk like, oh that's, yeah 
That's Ninja Magic, move. dude. That's Ninja why I wrote <laughs> Yeah. I also like that they, like, the proof that he knew that about this ninja shit is that he knew what a shuriken was. Right. And yes. I was like, we all got those out of the back of a comic book. Like, yeah, n- now every six-year-old knows yes. what a shuriken is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I loved, I got also caught up in their, having their fight with the, the battle between Brayden and the mafia guy. When they're mm-hmm. fighting over, like, no, I want cash in advance. <laughs> no. no, come yeah. here and get it. But even that, I was like, that's cash in it. That's the cat. Like, you're, he's going to give it to you there. Like, there's, now was- we're just fighting about shit. <laughs> uh, I'm getting confused yeah. in this fight. <laughs> At one point, they're like, well, I think we're talking about the same thing. Can we just <laughs> slow down? Well, I want to back down on this argument. So I'm just going to keep yelling. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. Uh, but so, uh, you know, uh, we talked about that native actor, but also very excited to see Professor Toro Tanaka. Toro Tanaka. Oh, there yeah. he was. Yep. Van. Oh, yeah. So Always excited. happy to see him. Yep. I mean, Professor Toro Tanaka, WWF star, star of the running man. Man, I just, uh, but also, so let's uh, ask a question to ourselves. When he says to him, if she gives you any trouble, you know what to do. <laughs> what did he, what was he implying to Toro? Because the Toro took it a completely different way than I thought. Uh, I, yes, 100%. Yep. And I, I like, I found that, I mean, let's be blunt about it, attempted rape scene yes pretty disturbing yeah like that that was far more brutal than i thought they were gonna do here and i was like this is i don't you know i i really really didn't like it uh not the least i mean not just because of what it was but i mean he is three times her size yes and that dynamic i was just like i i hate this it's part and parcel with the canon world we live in where like they always are We've we've said that it's yeah Death Wish too man it's just like it's probably the worst of it that we've seen I agree it's always a bummer because you're just like it's hat on a hat on a hat yeah and yeah yeah, yeah. it's always the bummer when you realize that's like part of the shitty producer logic is this is a way we can show breasts hundred yeah. percent and yeah. you're like ugh that way like uh, couldn't you have ha- had it happen during the sexy like training right like right i would have yeah, believed yeah. I, she already had no pants on i was just like i guess this is happening um yeah it's a little bit of a bummer and then i like but trying to make light of it in my brain because i want because it was so painful to watch that part i did imagine brayden coming in being like you misunderstood me completely <laughs> i did not imply this well he ends up killing him anyway so he it's does like, what was so, the point right it th- i mean that also ends up why it feels like hat and a hat and a hat is like <laughs> much like her even being in shows dojo it's like what is the point of this anyways like why did yeah. we need to get there we had enough going on those those moments when like it was a two-hour cut and you're like, oh, Menachem was like, got to leave this in. <laughs> um, I, I actually had a question around here, and I wrote this down. So so Brayden comes in in his demon. ninja demon. <laughs> Does she think he's Cho at oh, first? I didn't think so. Does she know he's a demon ninja? Well, she must because she must have seen it. Because if he's brainwashing her, 
Well, well, at that point, she does. Well, like he starts brainwashing her. But before that, no. But I think that th- this has happened before. That's why she's she's oh. she's always been brainwashed by him. Yeah, um, and she does oh, know it's him it. because she's she knows that mass. She knows that that's who he is. Like she's got she's it, been it, under it. his thumb for the whole uh, while. Yeah, but it's she's not a great brainwashing. Right, because, because it, it always seems off. to be wearing it wears off. off. Yeah. Um, or it's just and her love keeps, for show. Yeah, and then she doesn't do anything about it. She just kind of keeps hanging out with Brayden. Yeah. Yeah. She's just kind of like, oh, but you also have me blackmailed. Yeah. Or yeah. whatever it is. Like, I was waiting to find out because it's canon. It's like, and you're addicted to heroin. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, okay, sure. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, then we've got all this awesome van fighting. Uh, yeah, oh, the van scene is pretty great. So great. surfing like Teen Wolf. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Expect Styles to show up. Yes, exactly. Wearing a, a what time. are you looking yeah. at Dick Nose shirt. <laughs> 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 Number one shirt. I question if I should own oh. it every single day. You definitely should. Yeah, thank you for giving me the justification. <laughs> um, uh, according to at least one thing I read, they didn't really slow down that van when they recorded it. Nope. So, oh my god. Yeah. So they the the guy who helped out with the choreography was also like the stunt guy, mm-hmm. and he was show's duplicate, Stephen. I can't remember his name. Um, but yeah, they kind of just did the cannon moves. I think they just give him like pads on his pants when he's driving. <laughs> oh yeah. That I'm assuming also have maybe metal in them to create the sparks in that one shot. Right, of course. Almost every Canada movie that's an action movie, me and Frank are both just like, oh wow, hoping that wow. we're not watching someone die. It's not like yep. a yeah. Twilight Zone the movie situation at our right, hands. Right, right. Um, yeah, yeah, because you know, I mean, think about that too. Like, think about how poorly Landis has kind of handled his reaction to that. Do you imagine Menachem's reaction? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, they would have been even more flipping about on that well, uh, the movies they we made. They, they shouldn't have been there if they didn't want. We're to making get movies. Yeah. So you make a movie. Yeah. That's what, what you expect. <laughs> I mean, because like on that movies, uh, what was it? The the movies that made movies us. That made like us. when they mention it, he's just like, yeah, well, well you know what? I, what are you, you know, it's like, oh my what god, the fuck, really? dude. That uh, that coming to America was really great. Yeah, it's like, really good. It's like surprisingly good and gives you such an insight into that fucking asshole. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Me oh. and uh, John Murray from last week's episode talk a lot about Landis and like mm-hmm. his personality and like how he's just maybe the worst. <laughs> like, yeah. he's just so cocky. I mean, but it, uh, Max Landis came out of him, so you know it's even. Right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but anyway. yeah, in these fights, like, Show's reactions are so good. Like, his reaction of being hurt are so big, but work for me. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, just like, ah. <laughs> But that fucking double kick with a punch in the air. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with yeah, yeah. blood spreading over was so awesome. But then also when he leg locks that guy. And then yes. Punches Very, yes, that was a really good one. <laughs> just, yeah. There's so much in there that makes me, like... It was just like, this just to be a section of just like, just watch this fight, people. This fight is so good. Yeah. But also, I love when they get to the alley or that street. Yeah. And if it wasn't Salt Lake, I would have been like, okay, you were in Greenpoint or Williamsburg. Like, because it feels like the area that is now Driggs and is now very Mm -hmm. uh, done up. But it used to be kind of like, according to Gideon Yago in the Meet Me in the Bathroom (laughs) book, a war zone. Um, Uh But... You can definitely see cars just kind of driving by. Oh, totally. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> There's no PA locking up the I set. I was trying to... Were you guys trying to read the license plate to see where it was? I didn't know yeah. it was Salt Lake at this point, and I kept looking at the license plate in that van being like, where... 
what what state is that i couldn't could never there are so many things that could get you distracted in this movie along with the plot and what is going on and then crazy action and then also constantly being like but give me anything that's going to let me know where we are like i don't know what is going like this area and so after they get done with the whole van fight yeah he seemingly just walks it off, yes. right? And then shows up in in that shrine <laughs> slash obviously a church. Walks home like uh, black belt or uh, uh, karate karate Jones, and I'm gonna get you, sucker, Frank. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Stephen uh, yeah. Stephen James. Well, the co- the connection of I'm gonna get you, sucker, is the the mom fight scene, <laughs> yes. oh, <yeah. laughs> where it's very obviously a guy that they just did up as the mom. That's why movie. I'm gonna anyway. get you is so good. It's like it's like it's it's not broadened out. It is still like weirdly specific, and you oh, know yeah. that they're like referencing shit like Revenge of the Ninja and shit oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. Um because yeah, he walks back. It's like the first time I was like, oh, this is kind of like his walk back when he tries to f- when Steve James is trying to find the phone, and I'm gonna get you sucker. <laughs> yeah. Uh because yeah, like I love that everyone on the street is like hardly looking at him. And he is, there he yeah, goes. This guy had his uh, thighs basically ripped off. Welcome by being to Salt Lake by a van. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. just how we do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then uh, and we, we've got Grandma fight. Uh, <laughs> oh, also, I wrote around here. I was getting confused if Cho was in the ninja outfit, but the sneaky music, the music around here started to sound like Perturbator to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, and I was like, oh, this is good, where it's like perturbating a lot of these, like, kind of like new, like, synth wave bands. These younger bands are clearly pulling from this mm-hmm. as well, because it just felt like something on Tarot 404. Yeah. Like, it just felt like I was like, oh, the vibe of this is good. But Grandma flips so oh, much. Those, those flips are amazing. Yeah. And it then just lands flipping. on her very cold face. Yeah. Very like stone face, like hmm. Yeah. Also di- disappears in a puff of smoke. Exactly. Yeah. But then sadly, not he's good got enough. demonic yeah powers on his side. He, he can't knew stop a demon magic. Yeah, see through a wall. Yep. Uh, but yeah, and then oh, so then there's another. There's a lot of roofs in this. I realize, like they're on that big roof thing at the end. But then there's another. Oh, yeah. They get on the roof at the end, and he's like, "Shit, that kid saw me." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. better put my mask back on. Oh, right. And then at some point, the kid, yeah, and the kid runs under whatever that, like, the duct pipe or whatever that big pipe yeah. is. And then Brayden, so that happens once. Kid gets out. He goes back under again. The second time, Brayden's like, well, I guess he's gone. Yeah. And kind of yep. gives up trying to track him. And you're like, it's the same pipe. He just went <laughs> yeah. under. How is that different? You could also, if you can shoot flames out of your hands you could just char this kid oh yeah pipe (laughs) trap him in that pipe that's why it's good we didn't know that before this point in the movie yes because he has a lot of other outs here if you can (laughs) you know if you have magic at your disposal (laughs) exactly i did love too that that kid gets hit in the head twice like they open that door it's just like (laughs) i know yeah he gets slapped a lot too like open hand slap a lot and he goes Oh my god. <laughs> but uh yeah, just to kind of get it moving with time, look at it here. Yeah. I'm seeing like Toro. Uh yeah, he assaults her, but boy. That's where we find out Kathy's hypnotized by ninja magic. I just wrote this movie has everything. <laughs> uh, um Grandma has a funeral with the tiniest coffin ever. <laughs> oh yeah. It's <laughs> just it's like a little, little tiny coffin. Yep. Real tiny. Uh yeah, the 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 cop karate guy is like, or is he the one who suggests that there are some ex cons I know? Yeah, he 
that guy, by the way, in real life is like another like um, uh, martial artist. Yes. That's why he's in the oh. movie. Yeah. Yeah. In real life. And he's good. yeah. They, he goes. I think we can find something out. You know, we're gonna have to go to these guys. Yep. And that's where we yeah. get the village people final yep. fight. Oh, uh, literally the fight. village people, right? First yeah. of all, that that rope course looks fun as hell. They found oh, the yeah. best I mean, playground in America. Hell that yeah. thing is insane. I, I was like, I would take my seven year old there in a heartbeat. Yeah. She would go bananas for it. I want to know where that is. Does it still exist? Please. That thing was so cool. It was so big, and there are so many yes. options. And yeah, that oh, ropes yeah. course is amazing. It's amazing. Uh, now, yeah. I'm sure that we all thought, like, this looks like so-and-so. Uh, get yours out right now. Uh, who did you think looked like who? <laughs> oh, uh, I... Okay, obviously, Cowboy is Sam Elliott style. <laughs> yeah. But... Also, speaking of UHF, the take that ridiculous thing off guy yeah. in UHF. I was like, I clear, especially since half the mustache gets exactly. sliced off. I was like, oh, that's that that that's that guy for me. Yeah. Uh the punk, he would be too young, but he just he reminded me of Dino from Fear Factory. That's oh it. wow. Like I was just like, it's just in my mind. Um uh and I the 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 guy with the weird did he, was he wearing like a, a Japanese flag shirt or whatever? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he had was. a look that I just couldn't get what they, exactly they were going for, but looked so familiar at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, like the big guy from Super Troopers. Uh, yeah. But I wrote down, mm-hmm. John Candy is Freddie Mercury. <laughs> 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 and that cowboy looked like the lead singer of Eagles of Death Metal. He did. <laughs> Yeah, oh, wow, and they started yeah. espousing some weird conservative beliefs, and I was like, "Yep, that's him." Um, <laughs> I saw that dude in a weed shop, uh, by the way. Oh, you'd say, <laughs> yeah, and he is a weird guy. He is a very weird guy. You know, it's also weird just to throw it in there that other hobo and uh, possible informant that looked like the extra in Deadwood. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who also shows up in Austin's book in a background set photo? Really? Like it's just, Whoa. I was like, this guy, you can't escape him. Um, but yeah, that fight was just kind of awesome. Uh huh. Do they yep. did they give that cow the village the Sam Elliott cowboy guy a huge penis? Uh, it <laughs> felt like Tom of Finland, like that art. Uh, like because there was one shot where I was like, oh my god, he's oh, like I didn't notice Nigel Saint Tufnell like putting the fucking cucumber <laughs> in his cucumbers. Pants. Uh, it was wild, but yeah, the playground was awesome, and the whole thing was just. Nuts to ears to eyes. It was oh the <laughs> kick of the nuts to the ears to eyes. That's what my note was. It was just like kick to the nut, eye gouge, ear gouge. I guess. It's well, and w- when they were uh, fighting next to the the top of that slide, I was like, please put him down the slide, push him down the slide. Oh yeah, come on, get him down yes. the slide. And he finally did. It was like, yeah, you did it. That's the you thing. Know? That fight is satisfying because it does all the things you're hoping will do. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, also, again, check your yeah. mail. You both of you are getting a ninja star belt buckle. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Like I mean, like thought it couldn't take it up a notch, and they'd be like, "Yep, they did." Um, yep. Cade versus Kathy fight. Wild, yep. That we've had child fighting a woman, yes. (laughs) Child fighting a woman, and then Cade rams his head into the door. (laughs) Why? Just to hear him go, oh, again. (laughs) Kid needs to watch out for fucking doors. Um, I love that. This is when she's in the jacuzzi, right? Or this right before? Well, then then she gets shifted to the jacuzzi because they get kidnapped. 
Right. And then Toro is now dead because he got garroted by Ninja Demon, but he got replaced by another (laughs) tattooed guy wearing sweatpants (laughs) (laughs) who doesn't know how to do anything with nunchucks at one point. Um, They just put her and Hanes her way uh, (laughs) in that hot tub. Did you Uh, think in the hot tub... What at first I was like, oh, they're gonna make it so hot she boils to death. That's why I imagine we just came out of Dario Argento month. I just imagine we're getting a hot tub death. Halloween too. But then the water level gets high enough that I was like, oh wait, are they actually drowning her instead? So I was confused. I I think it's a double whammy. Okay, great. Or were they just being annoying to her? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) uh, I mean, because at first I was like, oh, they're waterboarding her, (laughs) like uh, to get some information. Who knows? I mean, it's also around here where I was just like, hey, Caifano, Chifano, whatever, just pay the money. Yeah. Like, it's not like, worth it. It's yeah, not at it, this like, point. You don't have this kind of time. No. Uh, the I liked in, in the uh the the hot tub scene when Kane breaks free and the you know the big guy is like chasing after him. <laughs> There's this a clearly ADR thing where Kane goes, Look, it's Superman. They're inside. Yes. They're oh, inside yeah. by the hot tub. Look, it's Superman. And the guy goes, huh? <laughs> That was it such was, an 80s like move to do where it'd be like, hey, look, yeah. it's so-and-so. And Whoa? then they look and they go, I'm in the Pink. middle of a fight, but that sounds like something worth seeing. Yeah. It Superman, was a tie-in for future characters Superman here. 4. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, yeah. Monocum Globus are producing Superman 4, the quest for peace? Superman? <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah, she ends up, uh, like, he's got fucking, we end up seeing shows fucking ninja fucking <laughs> weapons. We get the hand shit. That montage was great. Yeah. Yes. Oh. So good. Just a child's dream. He breaks that fucking seal. Soundtrack is so good. Yep. Uh, and then there's that complicated ninja zip line. Oh, that I, I wrote zip line yeah. looks unsafe. Very. And because I he think, hooks it up to a light fixture on the right. other end. And I'm like, that does not look well not like it has hold. any purchase there. No, it's not going to hold. It's not going to hold the body weight. I mean, it might. he might be using ninja magic to make himself lighter than he is, of course. Probably is. But that. it did not look like something that would sustain his body weight. I don't know the exact story, but I'm pretty sure someone got hurt on that, like in real life, oh. uh, in that scene, like almost died, maybe. Uh, classic. Um but yeah, shows climbing up that freaking wall, uh, pulls a guard up with two batons very slowly <laughs> to get him. But yeah, gets her out. Uh, man, every time there's a jack move, like like spitting out those razor jacks. Oh yep. man, disgusting. Like, yep. But also, like you've had that in your mouth all day. That like, was what amazing. Are you <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It reminded me of like when Sally Jesse when they used to do those like teen gang oh, episodes yeah. and the like uh, they'd have the razor blade in their like top of their mouth. Yeah. Disgusting. But I also, also felt- you're getting punched and stuff. Like not yeah. not the time to have spike jacks Ooh, in your mouth. Every to... punch to the mouth, cut in your inside, it's like you're eating a bowl of Captain Crunch. <laughs> um her body is gonna feel nuts after that much hot tub time. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. the other part too. Like, if I'm in there too long, ooh, you start to feel too loose. Yeah. Feels a little goofy. Her her walk is going to be a little off for a while. Um, that 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 scene, scene too. Like, you're thinking like, Kane is becoming a man in this part because they do nothing to cover her up. Oh, no, <laughs> it's just no, very no. like, just like see through everything. 
and just being like, okay, I'm going to slowly put this robe on. If he didn't know about nipples, he knows about nipples now. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> he's just, they're, they're there. It's a wet t-shirt contest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then, I mean, we talked about a little bit. It's amazing that it ends up being like a ninja steel cage match on well, that I, On a tennis court. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what a, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, how did, and they left the net up. I know, yeah, although conveniently the net keeps disappearing. Yes, for some on shots. and off, on and off, on and yeah, off. Yeah, it really but, is yes. great. But I was, it took me a second. I was like, are they in a tennis? Oh yeah, that's a straight up tennis court. And they yeah. do the thing. This is this is what really confused me about that final battle. Is they clearly position themselves at opposite ends of the court. They have some, you know, kind of thing they do towards each other. Some sort of you know bowing sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, they do a couple moves and then immediately go elsewhere. Yeah. So I thought they were going to be like, yeah. here's the cage match. No. Right. Then they're like off to other parts of the roof. It and does feel like it, it. There is a weirdness of feeling like you keep entering the final battle mm-hmm. and then it's just like, oh, we could also do this. Like, yeah. and, I mean, that maybe is the element of first number. That's just like they're like, let's go over here, too. He goes, yeah, whatever. Like, let's yeah. just keep on trucking because they yeah. had to find another hot tub. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. Which, which was it a zombie that came out and grabbed him? No, I think that was the dummy. That's the that was robot a dummy? arm dummy. Right. Yeah. That was a robot arm. Okay. okay. Well, sorry. The there, there, was the, there was the dummy, and then there was the robot yeah. arm, and those are two different yeah. uh, things. Also, a lot of props this guy. Is it right before this that he turns on a fan, like a, one of the big roof fans, yes. but there's clearly a right. grating over it, so it doesn't yes. actually look... Not an issue. It's, <laughs> it's not... Yeah, you just walk over it, but yeah. There's, yeah. there's some like... They're trying to do that. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, but that's the thing. They shove it so much. Like, you get, you're like, wait, there's a grating on there. Oh, wait, now they're just throwing that butter knife back and forth at each other. (laughs) (laughs) Really, was just like, how can you go from such amazing weapons to like, what? That one? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, the end is just like a barrage. The end is a barrage of like weirdness. Boom, 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 aerial shot. Yeah. Because it just ends. That's the fun part. It's in a weird, I mean, because when yeah. he, there's a ninja blow, there's almost like I forgot about ninja blow torch. Yep, play with the hands, right? Yep, fire out uh, of the hands. Sword fights great, movies great, music is great. Is what I wrote at the end. At that point, I was just like, I love it all. This movie's ridiculous. And then a fucking fountain of blood comes out of oh Raiden. My God. Oh, the best. Yeah, Tarantino level. Yeah, it truly also, is. Kathy shows up in is still in her bathrobe. Yes. Right. She's in a bathrobe at the end. She comes, she goes to the building in her robe and goes up to the roof. Still in a robe. Yeah. Shocking. And then, uh, in theory, everything is solved. I thought he was going to pop up again. Yeah, I know. But no, instead, they're just nope. like, fuck it. We're cool. My Everyone's question happy. I wrote at the end here is what's the revenge? Like, what was being revenged? Well, I know, re- I know. Like, what do the Avengers avenge? Nothing. Yeah. But is there a clear revenge? In theory, the murder of his family at the beginning. But only if that was caused by Brayden. Is this? And the, we're not this, sure this if it was caused by yeah. Brayden right. as part of his six-year plan to earn <laughs> to make a hundred twenty thousand dollars <laughs> over every year. Yeah. <laughs> which even in that money doesn't no, translate but, to that much. Jeff, but, what yeah. you don't understand is when he invests that. 
It's going to pay right. off eventually. That's true. Huh. Yeah, I mean, We're talking about 80s stock market. That That's is right. true. That is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, little company called IBM. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it is the revenge of a cool sounding title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's, that's again a classic. I mean that is the classic of canon. They were huge. Like obviously that's an exploitation thing, but they would sell like twenty, thirty movies at con. Yeah, yeah and not yeah. even have a script. Like <laughs> not even have an idea of who was in it. They would just come up with a title so and just go for it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I guess in theory, revenge. And I guess if we go off of that, Braden is the one behind it all. But unclear. Yeah. Very uh, very iffy. Yes. Also, though, the last unclear thing. Uh, show gets a credit, uh, for Cho as Show Kasugi and Black Ninja. Yes, like, but yeah, like I... his re—that would be the credit—is his real name is Black Ninja. Yeah, because that doesn't make oh, any sense. Wait, do, does Brayden? Does it? Do they do Brayden slash Demon Ninja? Or is it just? But Brayden? that's what I'm saying. It's Cho. If I'm get, if I'm remembering the correct right order, it was Cho. Is played by Shokasugi slash Black Ninja. Oh, really? Oh, wow. So unless they just mixed it up, I think so. That's what that's him saying in real life. My name is also Black Black Ninja. Ninja. Love that. Love Uh, that. Which is a great fun little thing right there. You're like, okay, this movie's wild. This whole world is wild. Yeah, I mean, Revenge of the Ninja. It is just like. As you heard, us trying to piece through how exactly it works gets a little confusing, but, but it is truly uh, not the movie this town uh, wanted but needed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. what I said. No, it, it, it ruled. I loved it. Now I want to see the other ones in this quote-unquote trilogy. Uh, Ninja, th- I remember the subtitle Ninja Three: The Domination. Very yeah. clear memory of the Domination. Ninja Three is very wild. It's mm-hmm. uh, Flashdance meets Ninja Magic, yeah. sort mm-hmm. of meets the Exorcist, <laughs> meets yeah. the Exorcist. They really up the ante. Cool. Revenge of the Ninja is just like a, a good action movie uh, yeah. with yeah. Franco Nero, who's v- cool as hell. Yeah, yeah. And his voice is overdubbed and sounds nothing like Franco Nero. It's disconcerting <laughs> the entire time. Uh, is there any last things we missed? I don't think I did on my end. No. Yeah. I only have a few. Uh, really quick observations when the the cop friend dies you know the yep. the obligatory the like, cop oh, it's friend. getting close yeah it's getting cold out here you know yeah, like yeah, i yeah. was like oh there's this is the audition piece right <laughs> yes uh, <laughs> definitely yeah um and then the other one i just had was observation that the uh, guards look like uh band members from alabama <laughs> from the band Alabama. It's like oh the band Alabama is uh, guarding his building. Those are Mr. the same guards Capano's. that were in Avenging Force too. Yep. <laughs> They like to hire a bunch of dudes from the band Alabama to play the guards always. <laughs> uh, my, my, my big question that I, I think we briefly touched on this before. Did Cho know Braden was a ninja or not? Bef- like, I, I, I put no. a box around this. He didn't, right? Uh, but, but as again, you said, that he kinda, he's like, yeah, well, I guess he, you know, he was there for 20 years and trained. You're like, what? What? That's. I think he did. I think we're supposed to think he didn't know. But then that he is also a very uh, go-with-the-flow personality. He finds out new information. He's just like, yeah, yeah. okay, right. there goes my friend. I guess I'm selling art now. Great. Dolls? Yeah, cool. Sure. I Sounds guess great. I'll go murder my old friend now because yeah. he's a ninja and he's got <laughs> demon magic. Whatever. Yeah. It's cool. 
Yeah, uh, much like many of the plot things, maybe a little bit unclear. Um, I would say under scrutiny, but it's not really even under scrutiny. It's just thinking about it for two seconds. Yeah. Um, it's kind of unclear sometimes how these things connect, but fucking what a, what a movie, man. Just ninja-tastic. Yep. Yep. Um, so, Brian, this is the part of the show where we rate this movie. Now, okay. we rate it. On our canon scale, which is one to ten canons. Now, that is not necessarily is a good movie, is a bad movie, but in terms of the production company canon, mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. you think that means to you, how canon does this movie feel? This strikes me as like a nine. I mean, th- this has all the elements I wanted from a canon film. It's really fun. It's very low budget. Uh, it's got it, it. It moves quickly. Yeah. Uh, the action sequences are legitimately good at some points. Like I, I think this strikes me as a very canon, canon movie. Yeah, I, it's a good. I, I agree. I like that number, Frank. What do you got? I'm at a ten. Yeah, I got absolute a ten. ten. This is like can't like we have, occasionally we'll stumble upon a movie where we're like, oh, when people ask what is a canon film. Or what should I watch if I want to get a true sense of canon? This is in the top five, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. it's also like the exact one for this exact era yes. of canon. Yep. Like early 80s. Yep, yep. Like It's like, no, this will sum up what canon should be. Yep. And uh, look, we love the American Ninja movies, but this movie just moves so quick. It just like, Absolutely. it's like, it just, it, it's just the best from beginning to end. Yeah. I mean, show... You did it, baby. You're the yeah. best. We love it. They, they really did. Like, this feels like a, you know, if there was a two-hour cut, they trimmed the fat, they got it to this, and the fat doesn't matter. Like, yeah. there's yeah. some unanswered questions, but who cares? It, it, not yeah. relevant. It's more fun to talk about these unanswered questions with you than to actually know the answers <laughs> 100%, in a two-hour absolutely. cut. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That I'm trying to shove in, like, in my, <laughs> like, schedule. Yeah. Um, uh, well, this was fantastic, Brian. I, I yeah, truly guys, thank you. Thank you for doing this. Is there anything that you would want to plug specifically? I know I gave credits at the beginning. Yeah, no, I would just say if people like ninjas, please uh, check out my band where I play a ninja, Ninja Sex Party. But it's, uh, well, I guess if you like ninjas, it's not very ninja-y except for the fact that I wear a ninja <laughs> costume. So may- maybe don't. But yeah, look, ch- check out the bands and stuff. Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Do it up, people. Uh, And then also what you should do up, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Canon Canon. As always, we have our could have been a Canons on there. You get those early. If you are at a certain level, the greatest for a certain amount of time, you can pick what could have been a Canon we cover. And we have had some great picks. Oh, wow. Yeah, we got a pile coming up already uh, uh, in the hopper. Uh, that I'm excited about doing uh, episodes for. We got our commentary full episodes. We've got our Garlock soundtrack corners. We've got all of that fun stuff. So think about signing up for that Patreon, especially going into this new year. I mean, please. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also, uh, we might have some shirts soon. Mm. Get ready. We like to, you know, the Cannon Bros, we like to threaten these things and take a (laughs) while to do them. But I swear we're going to do them. Uh, but yeah, Frank, where else can people find us? You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the Canon Canon. The second Canon is one in. So until next week, I'm Jeff Garlock. And I'm Frank Garcia Hale. And this is the, the Canon Canon.
I don't know how to pronounce it. Caetano, Caetano, Faithano, Faithano. <laughs> That's my bag of apples. <laughs> I did just want to say, yeah. just to conclude, Abba Fungu. So, <laughs> Abba Fungu to you all. Yeah.